Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Yes, this is it. We made it. One whole year of Trash Manga Friends. We debuted back on May 28th, 2020 with Rent a Girlfriend. And since then, I've dissected 26 good, bad, and trash series over those past 12 months. We've gone through multiple lockdowns, the end of a presidency, and survived a pandemic. But one thing has remained constant. And that is that time I started a podcast to read Trash Manga with my friends. And actually, most of them were trash, but some of them weren't. AKA, I'm a high school boy and a successful trash manga author, but I'm being strangled by a female classmate who's a voice actress and is younger than me. AKA, the Trash Manga Friends Podcast. Here we are. I am your forever host, the Master of Ceremonies, Sean, and I am so, so happy to introduce my ever amazing co-hosts. Firstly, a man whose analysis and wit never fail to entertain and amuse, and whose rants always bring in the views. You can follow him at Pazekra or on twitch.tv slash Pazekra. It's the phenomenal Mike. It's me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One year, buddy. <laughs> One whole year of this fucking train wreck. Oh, man. Did you think you'd make it a whole year in a project? Oh, I never thought I'd make it through this decade of a year to begin with, let alone doing the project <laughs> in general. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're here. And yeah. It, this is definitely the longest standing project I've ever committed to. So, yeah, it's going I'm well. I'm not sure whether to be honoured or like that you've committed or disappointed oh. that you... It, it's pure masochism. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, like the rest of them are just kind of fun. I need to get do something that really <laughs> eats away really my soul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't be doing anything like that. <laughs> but wait, there's more. A man who has read more good, more bad, and more trash manga than me and Mike combined. Our ever-reliable, ever-knowledgeable, and ever-enigmatic manga senpai. He may be low energy, but we hold him in the highest regard. Mr. You can't find him on Twitter except for at Fanaxian. It's Phil! Oh my god, just out me, why don't you? <laughs> it's hard oh. enough to do at the end of the episode, so now we're doing it at the beginning. <laughs> well, see, the difference is he's doing it for me. That's true. Yeah, like I have most. I, I don't. I don't get a choice in this matter anymore. <laughs> Sean just doxes me. <laughs> doxes. That's a bit much. Oh. I mean, how many new followers have you gained this year, Phil? Uh, none, I think. <laughs> so there you go. I, I, I don't know. I don't pay attention to it at the best times, and it's a low number. <laughs> oh, Half the time, Twitter doesn't even tell you. Like I oh, get new followers. Tell you, I've straight up no idea. Then yeah, I, I get new followers all the time. Just like once in a blue moon, it's like this person followed. I'm like, cool, thanks. <laughs> It'll notify me when it's like random porno bot McGee, but not for, like, <laughs> yeah. actual real people. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. It always <laughs> notifies you of the porn bots, but not of, like actual people who you want to interact with. Oh dear, that's, I think that's been happening recently on my Tumblr. Even though I've not used my Tumblr in years since Tumblr became shit. Sure. I like it's recently I've been like, oh man, XX975 other gobbledygook is following you. And I'm like, why? <laughs> what are you doing? There's a reason I don't promote my Tumblr in this show. I don't use it. Ah, oh, dear. But how are you, Phil? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. As, as happy, you say. happy for a year of this. You've got to inflict suffering on us for a whole year. Hey, I mean, I, I read manga podcast or no podcast. <laughs> yeah and that's why we're worried about you phil <laughs> no what you should be worried about is the fact that i intentionally now have to go and 
fine trash just to subject you guys to it at some point. You really don't. Just <laughs> the standard stuff you read. Like no, how many no, of, how no. many of these series this year have you found gone out of your way to start reading, would you say? You've got the list. I've gone out start reading. Let's see. Uh I'm pretty sure that because yeah, uh, make no mistake, we are reading from a list here. We don't have <laughs> memories good enough to remember actually what we did on I, our own damn podcast. I, you take that back. I wrote most of that list from memory when I first did it. There were only <laughs> one or two, which I forgot the order. And well, color me impressed then, because fucking no chance I was going to remember. I got to like where we started around 2021, and then I was starting to go like a bit. I think 18 or 19 was where I went. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, we did that. <laughs> I'd say about five series. Whoa, really? Damn, okay. Like, only five of that you've gone out to actually find for us, you're saying? So the rest of them, not including the ones that That's we... That I've so to, be, to be clear, though, Mike, the stuff I've started reading I've not suggested yet because a lot of the case it's... I will go find stuff in genres I perhaps won't always read just so we've got some variety. Sure. Just so it's as, as is mentioned, I am the Isakai connoisseur. <laughs> and then there was a few that me and Sean told you to read. So we got to introduce you to some some horrible shit. So out of the twenty-one I suggested, about four or five of them, uh, I reckon I didn't start reading until either just before this podcast or during it, before suggesting in this podcast. Right. Well, we're very thankful that you did because it's been one hell of a ride for the past year, as as you all are about to find out. So usually what will happen is that we will discuss two volumes of One Trash Manga or 30 episodes of One Trash Webtoon. Uh, but that is not the case today. This is our trash anniversary extravaganza. So we're celebrating our past year with the ultimate tournament arc that would put Record of Ragnarok to shame. Probably literally. Yeah, quite. <laughs> I mean, what if you ask me, what doesn't? If you ask Mike, nothing does. But, um, <laughs> but that's the point. We're going to find out. We're going to pit them all against each other. So the way it's going to work is uh, we've got our 26 series. Uh, before this recorded, we each picked two series that we're going to buy through into the second round. So these are series that we uh, really enjoyed enough that we were like, no, we don't want that going out in round one and go straight through to round two. The remaining 20 are going to face each other 1v1 style to leave us with 10 of those, which will then combine the remaining 6 to. So then you have 16, and then from 16 to 8, and then you've got quarters, semis, and the final. To crown one winner, and that winning series will receive the prestige, the honour, and the frankly, I expect to see this printed on like the book cover, on the blurb, on the back, <laughs> on the inside page. It will earn the title of being not actually trash. <clears throat> While uh, one series at the end, we will discuss, discuss the worst of the worst, and one series, and that super trash, trashiest trash that ever did trash, trash squared, ultimate trash. I don't oh know. God, why? Just yeah. the worst shit. Yes. Yeah, just like like the egregious this shit, award. And then there's the stuff that you stomp down to the bottom of the bin. You're like, no, 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 no. Don't want to ever see you. So we're gonna do one, which is like, or maybe like a couple, depending on how it goes of like this is the most egregious shit and one which gets the uh you know you get those newspaper quotes on the front of books when they reviewed them uh, this is we'll get one which is the this gets a pass <laughs> not actually trash yeah <laughs> 
what one series owns the right that we won't call it trash again. I mean, <laughs> it's a prize worth that. fighting for, if you ask me. <laughs> sure. Uh, all right. So, I, I, are you all ready? Shall we get on into it? All right, Master of Ceremony, sure. Sean. Let's get in there. Oh, baby. So oh, it's Master time. Ceremony all over me. Oh, well, with this first series, I just might. So we're going to start off with, I know, one of, my, one of the series that's affected Mike the most oh, over no. the years. So oh. our first 1v1 match, uh, our first competitor from episode 5, The Gamer, mm-hmm. written by Sang Yongseon, art was by Sang Er. This is still ongoing at the moment. Season 5 has just launched. There's about 350 strips. And you can read this all on another webtoon. No anime version. Boy, this was like our first webtoon episode, and we read four episodes, and then we're like, we're not doing that again, and cut it down to thirty. Fucking hell, yeah! It's like this one took a lot of a, a lot. It took a this lot. Just took a lot. <laughs> it took a lot. I can, I'd, I'd like to say I could stop there, but then again, I'd say the same thing for the fucking thing we read. Because good god. <laughs> Like yeah, this one has Death affected explanation. me. Yeah, this this one affected me. <laughs> I remember. I think we explained this at the time. There was actually a reason behind this was because the next episode, episode six, yes. was solo leveling, and in my mind, because they were quite similar, I thought I want to make you read the gamer first, so sure. then when you read solo leveling, we can draw the comparisons. I do think, like, we, we've said some nice shit about um, solo leveling over the course of the year, and it's entirely possible that it's because we were drawing the comparisons <laughs> between that and the gamer that we came out so favorably in it, because, yeah, this this was a slog. It was... Oh, God, it, like, it just remembering dense, it. I believe is the uh, term dense. you're using. It was, it was it definitely was dense. dense. with shit that it didn't need to be dense with. I didn't yeah. need- High skills work on a fundamental level. Uh, hey, I need to know if he washes plates, he gets the plate washing skill. I need to know how that works, Sean. I'll let that one off. That's a funny joke of like how everything he does is a skill I, to the yeah. point oh, yeah. of nonsensical. It's funny once. <laughs> exactly. Once. <laughs> and then it keeps happening. Oh, man. Like over and over. Every time something happened, it's like they were genuinely afraid that you would put this thing down and then come back and start reading it again a month later. And be like, what's the skill? I don't like, know what the skill yeah. is. It's kind of funny you say that, because Sean said season five's just start on Webtoons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the English version. I think it, officially it's been going for a couple of months now. Sure. So it has been about five months since I have read a strip of The Gamer. Okay. Because it's just not been getting published in that time. I don't remember any of it <laughs> there's nothing to I, remember. I don't remember what was going on or anything it's just i remember he's a guy he has some skills yeah it's a guy who's there's like some weird shadowy organization yeah. happening in front of your eyes shit and like everyone in this this thing either has natural born skills or they world given skills yeah, yeah or like that they can learn them and his one happens to be that he integrates video games because they're such a big part of his personality, even though you never see him play video games. Yeah. You do. Like no, you don't. No, the closest, do. You see him play it in like two panels. The closest thing you get to him being a habitual gamer is he goes into his room and then just 
muscle memories over to his PC and starts playing a video game. That's that's like it. That's all you get. And you do get a bit more. You like that the series, part. Mike? You remember it? No, I hated it so much <laughs> that it's scarred me on a level of survival instinct. Some um, part of my brain is telling me that if I don't remember this, I will suffer. <laughs> you might just find it online again one day and be like, oh, this looks neat. Oh, yeah. no. Just like that one day when someone pulls you up on the street and sticks a gun to you and is like, tell me all about the gamer. <laughs> like, oh, don't get me started. <laughs> it's like, oh, I fucking knew this knowledge would come in handy. No, no, no. What? No, because of that, he pulls the gun and says, tell me about the gamer. Mike's like, just shoot it. <laughs> nothing's worth remembering that again uh, i will say i think in that episode i said oh yeah i'll read more this is a popcorn i've not gone back to yeah. it as of yet as i say yeah as a like a random popcorn thing i think i was like sure but uh yeah i haven't like a lot of this is going to be us going back to stuff that we reviewed up to yeah. a year ago and like our opinion has changed or matured since then Yes, indeed. So on that note, let's move on to our next series, a romance series, in fact. Uh, from episode 20, Kanojo Mo Kanojo, or Girlfriend Girlfriend, as it's now officially localised, because mm. uh, since we did that episode, it got licensed by Kadacha. Digital only. You can't buy it physically yet. God damn it, Kadacha. They should be uh, paying us for this service, really. Yeah. Yes. Yep. This has happened numerous times. Uh, yep. It's written and drawn by Hiroyuki. Ongoing five volumes at the moment, and there will be an anime in the summer season. So that's July, I believe, that'll be starting. Sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, I actually was going to buy this the other day and then rediscovered that it was digital and was like, God fucking damn it. Yeah. Which one's this? Because there's a couple which are kind of similar. It is the, uh, this, this is the one where guy's going out with a girl, but then gets confessed to by another girl. And he's like, no, but I've got a girlfriend, but you're so cute i want to go out with you too right let's, yes let's go convince let me too time with you <laughs> yeah, yeah this is like i'm going to get permission to cheat on you kind of yes. thing yeah yes. okay yeah no okay this is the one i thought it, it is was, in fact yeah. exactly that premise yes it's and polygamy question mark as we uh, yeah the, the episode polygamy but kind of also polyamory but also yeah. also not also, clearly, we don't know what we're talking about. That yes. was, what are you talking about? We're all we're polygamous. All three no. of us together. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're in a we're in a secret uh, uh, thruple. A, a menage a trois. <laughs> yeah. We're a secret thruple. All of our partners are unaware. Oh of. yeah, that was the episode where I discovered that thruple's an actual word. People, yeah, use. thruple's an actual <laughs> thing as well. Like people do it. I could, I know it's a thing. I didn't know that was an actual term. People oh, use yeah. to describe totally. it. Yeah, it's uh. Honestly, this one wasn't that bad, realistically. Yeah. I mean, as I said, I was going to buy it, but it's digital. Yeah. Like, I feel like I was more angry in the episode than I am now. Like, I feel like my, my, uh, like I said a moment ago, my, my, my thoughts on this one has softened, softened a bit well, since I think then. I listen to a lot. I know you listen back to them as well, Mike. I listen yeah, to I a do. lot of the episodes recently because uh, they make good background noise when you're grinding full guys or something. Sure. And uh, yeah, I feel me and you were both relative. I'm not going to say positive per se, but we were both like, we were like, we weren't expecting to like this as much as we did, but we did kind of like it. I was going to say, you say you weren't positive. I, from what I remember, that I feel like you were both really positive about it. I don't think I've listened to this one back again. So I don't really remember what I said last time, but thinking out on it now, I, I don't think this one was all that bad, honestly. Like, I think it was fine. I just, my main, main memory of it is 
nothing really happens in it. Like, even as far as Slice of Life goes, not a lot happens. It's mostly just there's a premise, and then they just keep reiterating the premise. There's not really hijinks, though, if I remember well, there was. Correctly. It was a comedy series, mostly. Well, that's my point. It's like it wasn't even funny half the time. You, like, I mean, that's not what you were saying at the time. Was it not? Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't remember yeah. it. I say, I think we were both expecting to hate it because it was very much uh, everyone shouts at a lover. It was everyone. Tommy, yeah. Yeah. But, like, literally, it's like the trope of like everyone's burning passion. So it's always screaming all of the time. Yes. Right. But, yeah. No, I remember somehow that. Now, I didn't yeah. hate it for that because it was so yeah. relentlessly. I believe the term I used thinking about it was it leans in. Yes. Yeah, that, I feel like that's what I said. And yeah, I mean, I've got a soft spot for a comedy that really leans in hard because it's like, okay, yeah, calm down. Okay. I thought I'd hate it, but I ended up yeah. kind of liking it. Like, I feel like this bracket for me is a very uh, easy choice. Uh, Phil, do you have anything you want to say about Girlfriend Girlfriend? <sighs> I think I said it at the time. Something about it rubs me the wrong way. Yes, I do remember that. Like, it, it is specifically the relationship dynamic, specifically. You weren't happy with that there wasn't consent, basically, or they didn't well, seem to be consent. Yeah, it, it wasn't... I mean, it is, I suppose, the fact there wasn't consent. It was the fact that, basically, his original girlfriend was like, no, this is fucking dumb. Try and convince me. And then there was just no convincing. It was just, oh, okay, now she's my girlfriend. And that was yeah. it. They just kind of glossed over that whole she's not okay with it part i do remember that as well like that's one of the reasons that stopped me enjoying it fully was that uh it did sort of go like no i'm not okay with this but like then he would just keep saying that it was okay and eventually she looked like she was gonna come around to it but she still didn't want to see i don't think it was even that from what i remember it was he's like hey i want to go out with her as well his girlfriend's like no but try and convince me or something like that. And then yeah. it's literally like, okay, cool. Now let's all go live together. And she's like, yeah, all right. And it's like, I, no. <laughs> yeah, that need we remind people that 34 no's and a yes does not mean yes. Oh, we'll get to that series. <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> we'll get to that one. But uh, to, that's, that's a point we should be getting on to our next one. But first then, so The Gamer versus Girlfriend, Girlfriend. Um, Spoiler, I'm voting girlfriend, girlfriend. Yeah, so for clarity, we are point we're talking about which ones are better, not which ones are worse, yeah. right? So yeah, this is yeah, a tournament to determine the best. This is determined which series gets the title of not Okay, and trash. yeah, girlfriend, girlfriend, easy yeah. choice for me. Girlfriend, girlfriend, and Phil. This is actually a bit of a tricky one for me. Mm -hmm. I think I have to lean towards the gamer. It it was dense, but No one should ever lean towards the gamer. <laughs> And yet here I am, Mike. Yeah. Well, Lean. I'm I'm happy that in spite of the fact that it was a lost cause, you decided to die on that hill anyway. So well, I, think, <laughs> I think I mentioned this before, uh, after we finished recording the last episode when we were just talking about how this was going to work. We we all, we sorted our buys out at that point, didn't we? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we did. Yes. And I sort of said, well, I could pick all sorts of series, but I know you guys will just shoot them down, so there's no point in voting. In my you were considering put giving a buy to the gamer. No, not okay. the gamer. Right. I'm not referring <laughs> to the gamer in that. <laughs> I was worried for a second. <laughs> no, the gamer was never one I was going to give a buy. Okay. Well, yeah. there, there are a series of 
I think a like I really like on that list, but I know you guys absolutely hate. And it was like, and I was just like, "There's no point in buying it. It's I know it's not getting through, even if I like it." I it's it's the point. It's like it was. It wasn't necessarily to be competitive, although you could. No, I, I understand it was wasn't to be competitive. It's just from my point of view, it also just doesn't make sense from this sort of format. It's like it's going to get shot down quickly. It's not going to I be. Mean, if I'm being blunt, I full well think I know what the final two are going to be. Regardless yes. of this whole thing, but we'll see. Don't I, don't I, I, I can imagine what the top few are going to be. Yes, but uh, let's move on to our next one v one match. Uh, more romance this time around. A battle of like weird and unusual romance in many ways. So first of all, uh, Mike will actually remember this one because it was fairly recently. Episode twenty four, Isurinaide Nagatoro-san. Don't toy with me, Miss Nagatoro. Uh, drawn by Nanashi, also known as 774. This is ongoing with 10 volumes. Uh, was licensed by Vertical, who have now been swallowed up by Kodansha. So there's seven Odd. volumes available now. And it is, I believe, when does this come out? Late May? Yes, this will Late still May. be currently airing on Crunchyroll right now if you want to check out the anime version, which people are getting mad about because they use the word sus in the translations. Like, that's <laughs> not a real word people use. But, no, sure. Anime Twitter is wild, man. Anime Twitter is wild. <laughs> That's got nothing to do with Nagatoro, which is wild in general. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is another one I'm buying soon. <laughs> this, is a, no, this is a complicated one for me at the time, because I do very much remember this, and I remember my thoughts towards it. I hope so. We already recorded this episode. Oh, like I, don't, I barely ago. remember what I ate for breakfast. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Mike, that was like 10 minutes ago, though. I know. <laughs> it's really bad. Help. But yeah, it's. I remember this because I remember thinking I'm not into it, but I know a lot of people are. Yeah, <laughs> and oh, yeah. yeah, and I don't. Th- I remember just sitting there thinking that this one was a. Uh, this one, it just felt. I mean, it was abusive, but that's kind of the point. It's like he, the character, is into it because this whole thing is. Um, Nagatoro, this the female character, essentially tormenting in increasingly more sexualized ways this other guy, like straight up bullying him, essentially. But he, even though he is tortured by it, he keeps going back. So it kind of heavily implies that, it never how I says it, but it heavily implies that he's into it. So it's a very complicated one because hey, whatever you're into, I'm not judging. You do you. But I don't think that they never actually say that. So it's rough. <laughs> like, it's a rough read for me, personally. But I get why other people like it. Yeah, I think I was the one who was most dulled into the comedy of this. Like, I... Like like you've described with a lot of comedy series, it is just one joke over and over. And for some people, if you don't like that joke, it'll be like, well, this is shit. But if you do, you'll be like, yeah, this is alright. And I was definitely... I kind of liked the comedy of humor as someone who's a bit more into gallows humor and stuff like that at times. So I, I, I vibed with this series. I, as I said, I'm going to buy it soon at some point whenever I do my next mango or da. Yeah, I, I by all rights, can't say this one was bad. I can't. Like, it wasn't bad. Uh, it was just a, it was a very complicated situation for me, a very tough uh, set of thoughts. Because it's like, I don't know if... I don't know if I, I'm okay with that, but I also am. But I, uh, <laughs> it was rough. <laughs> so yeah, th- th- easy to remember, that's for sure. 
Well, you did say there as well, Mike. You said it's like she's bullying him. Yeah. And um, yes. I know I know I mentioned it in the series, and it was actually something I noticed when um, I was reading a review on Anime News Network. They do like episode reviews and things like that of new anime. One of the common fan translations of the title, or I think it's perhaps the more slightly correct translation, is Don't Bully Me, Nagatoro. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people will recognize it as. And I know that, even this like it, That's a much better title for it. Yeah. The only reason I assume it's not used is because localizers tend to try and avoid using titles that the fan sub communities use. I think it's also they just wanted to get away from the term of bullying because that perhaps sure. negative connotations. Negative connotations, yeah. Yeah, because you are very much meant to side with the male lead of this because that's it's a literal self-insert senpai yes yes he's just called senpai doesn't even have a name and empathize with them but you're also supposed to while empathizing with them it's written in such a way that you're clearly meant to enjoy the attention so it's like i don't think this one's for me but a lot of people enjoy this i also distinctly remember the website i read this on um linked out to a lot <laughs> yes. of porn sites like a lot of porn sites, so it's like, yeah, I get that. <laughs> like people read this for different reasons. I maintain that all all of these sites do that, but yeah, no, I. Uh... This one really did that. <laughs> Fair enough. And I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> to find that out. Yeah, I feel that pretty much sums up like a Is there anything else you want to say about it, Phil? Before we move on. No, it's, I, I think Mike sort of covered it. It's like I can, I understand there are people that would really like this I really like this oh, and the, yeah and then there's people that really like this mm-hmm. but um yeah it it did not vibe with me at all yeah i, I don't think it's bad just I, I i think i said this at the time not bad just not for me i, I will point out there was actually one one thing i just makes you you said the site you read it on linked you out to a lot of porny stuff mike yeah it just reminded me the fact that sean was missing a page which uh was a little horny <laughs> page, which yeah. I actually used one of the images because you, you did. I, I noticed that. Love that. This, this, this was me. Like one of the two times it's happened now, where I was yep. like, "What are you talking about? That didn't happen." So utterly confident that clearly I've read the right version, and you were all insane. <laughs> and don't know, as it turned out, my off legal uh, application <laughs> didn't have was missing a few bits. Yep. I mean, there was there was a problem with the printing press. They missed out that page in that book you own. Sure. Cough. They went, no, we can't can't show that. Yeah, I got a pre-owned copy of the kid ripped that page out. I mean, it, yeah. it was just following the new weird British porno laws, clearly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no porno <laughs> Oh, dear. But uh, I'll tell you another series that doesn't follow good old British porno laws. And that was uh, what Nagato was up against in episode 11, Loveless. Uh, drawn and written by Young Koga. Nagatoro wins. (laughs) (laughs) This is currently steady on. This is currently on hiatus with uh, having done 13 volumes. It is planned to end at volume 15. There's also a light novel version called Ephemeral Bonds, if you're interested about that. It's licensed by Viz Media. There was a 12 episode anime, but you can't stream it anywhere. So you'll have to cough legally, acquire that from somewhere. I always cough legally. Yeah, but I mean, why would you want to acquire it? This was garbage. (laughs) It was garbage. This was like not. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. Not the most rapey series we've read. 
but, uh, it is not, no. In contention. Is that the bar, though? <laughs> <laughs> yes, for this series. <laughs> Oh yeah, this one was absolute garbage. But uh, yeah, was... I also remember this is the, the one where of this I episode was the rant about cat ears and innocence and purity and all that. Fucking, yeah, cat ears. <laughs> I, I remember this is the one that made me whip out my um, oh, always oh, <laughs> my always sunny meme conspiracy board thing and <laughs> say if oh. this is what's going on, then oh, I am yeah. down. <laughs> Pe- Pepe Sylvia. You, did, you were like, if this is what happens, I'll read more. And yeah. now it's been on hiatus, so I can't tell you if it's happened or not. <laughs> yeah. Probably what's happened is that Yun's listened to the episode and gone, my God, he's a genius. And is now <laughs> yeah. rewriting the rest. <laughs> if, hey, honestly, I'm, I, the, the, it still stands. The offer still stands. If that's what happens, I will read all of it. <laughs> because I, if they, because my, I, if that's what happens, you can have my eight volumes. You can just take hey, them. <laughs> I'll be proud to own them if they do pull that shit. Just because it's like, whoa, this is the biggest bait and switch I've seen in any manga ever. But does that make it, does that make it worth it? Like, <laughs> I think it does. You know, just because the sheer commitment involved. Like. 50% of it is shit. <laughs> a long con, it's been, I think I didn't write the start dates, but I think this started in like 01. Yeah, it's real fucking old. <laughs> I do remember when we were recording it, like you said, oh, this started in 01. And then we were like, yeah, it's still going. <laughs> it's like, but, but it's 2020. It's still going wow. through multiple hiatuses, though. I think this is yeah. the other one we did. It's between this and. um another series but uh... it's not been going consistently yeah, since then yeah it, it does a bit hiatus does like a bit all the hiatus. best manga like jojo and hunter x hunter it's taking a break and berserk, berserk. yeah, yeah. <laughs> berserk's the the famous one for that doing uh, that yeah so this one the actual plot of this was fucking weird as well like it's like i know all manga is weird but this was just like, they strung together a bunch of facts, and you're like, why are these all present in the same story with seemingly no connective tissue? It's like, there's a world where people have cat ears yep. until they lose their virginity, and then yep. they no longer have cat yep. ears and a tail. Yep. And then this main character, who still has his cat ears, thank God, who is because like 12 years old. Yeah, yep. but that doesn't seem to matter. Uh, yeah and yeah he has a brother who was horrifically murdered and so he's got a lot of issues to like mental issues to do with that and also one day this guy shows up and says by the way there's magical fights but i do the fighting and you take the damage it's like it's just so much fucking weird shit thrown together in a pot and like they're all given equal they're all given equal standing as importance. Yeah. It's so I mean, you, you didn't even cover all the plots in the first thing. Yeah, there's so many. So more. much going on, and it's, yeah. And, yeah, it's, it's... And it's all drizzled with this very creepy veneer. Yeah, it's like this, this rapey overtone. Yeah. Or undertone, whatever that is, it just gets creepy. <laughs> it's so goddamn creepy, especially because the way they depict damage happening in these fights S&M is... S&M style. It's S&M yeah. chains all over the... The small child. Oh, baby, this is somebody's fetish. Just like desperate to fuck this this older man who's grooming him. It's like, oh. Well, I feel like 
I remember Loveless being one of the big BL series. Way sure, back. it was. For the record, this is not like the sad truth. I think I mentioned it in the episode at the time, but a lot of BL in Japan is very yep. a bit older person ra- being rapey towards a younger person. It's like, uh... to be clear, I I don't uh, read BL here. Sure. Uh, so I don't know that many details about it, but I would imagine a lot of it isn't. I'm going to say 18 year old guy. Uh, it can be 13 year old. I don't read a lot of the manga versions, but I know when I used to watch the first episodes of everything, a lot of the Yaoi stuff seemed to fall down this same pattern. It's like, come on. Yeah, I think the logic is it's fine if everybody's into it, forgetting the whole, you know, age of consent. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think that's the logic, and that kind of justifies it as okay. And to the reader, if you can, like, switch off the type of your part of your brain that says it's creepy, then it's you know, it comes out fine in the end. Okay, to be... I, I want to point out one thing here. There is a worse example. Uh, okay. And it is in an insanely popular series. Which Card one? Captors. Card Captors, sure, sure. Card Captors, Cora. Card Captors in US, UK, as far as I'm aware. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the side characters, one of the friends of Sakura, the main girl. Mm-hmm. Bear in mind, they're in. I don't remember what. Yeah, they're in dead. They're like they're like twelve. Ten, I think. Ten or lower. Ten is the I think they're Pokemon trainer age. But uh one of them is engaged to their teacher. Yeah, yeah, that's an arranged marriage as well, I believe. I can't remember if this was the episode we talked about a lot, but yeah. But yeah, definitely that's come up at some point this year. And yeah, yeah. It's not great in either of them. (laughs) Like there's no reason why the bar needs to be where it is for that. Because it's presented a lot more. Wholesome isn't the word. Certainly, a lot more. Yeah, it's both parties are fine with it, and it's never done in a rapey way. Yeah, yeah. to be fair, it's, it's an issue very regardless. A very way off to the side thing. It's like just a yeah. I think it is just like a very small scene in one episode. You see, They're like it. tertiary characters. I think, yeah, yeah. It like comes up once, and that's it. I think. Whereas uh, Loveless, it is like kind of half of. It, the- it is yeah. the plot in many ways. Ever present, yeah. It's oh, it's so creepy. It's so gross. My main annoyance with it, though, is not even any of that, honestly. Like, yeah, it's creepy and gross, and that's disqualifying in of itself. But the annoying part is the fact that nothing goes anywhere. They have <laughs> so many plot threads, and they don't pull on any of them. No, instead they do their uh, brilliant fights that mean nothing to us. Which we... always happen off-panel, yeah. Not even off it's like, oh, I, the darkness, it chokes you. This does 89 damage, maybe, I don't know. They don't even do numbers, they just, like, say words. Say words, and then people get chains on them, and it's like, I win! Yeah. It's like, oh, we cast magic just by saying words. It's like, great, but what? No. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, for the <laughs> full round, anything. do listen to the full episode, because, boy, we go off on it. And that was my first pick. That was, the that first was your I, first pick, yeah. I was, was like, man, I hate Loveless. Now they can hate Loveless, too. It was horrendous. Thank you for that. No problem. So, uh, but the question is, will you pick Love... Okay, so I'm well aware of what Phil's picked, considering <laughs> sure. he uh, made that very clear. But, uh, Mike, Nagatoro, or Loveless? Who, who are you moving on to the next round? See, this is actually a tougher decision for me. Uh, than you might think. Because, yeah, uh, Loveless was gross, but so is Nagatoro, in a way. 
sure. You'd say it was a battle of the not pure. Like, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you there, Mike. Lesser of two evils, though. Yeah. I feel like you're, you're entitled to your opinion, obviously, but for me, Nakatoro is nowhere near as bad as Loveless. Sure. Okay. Controversial choice. Right. I'm going to go with Loveless purely because of the potential. There's 1% chance. (laughs) Infinitesimally low chance it will be something else. Nagatoro will not be. (laughs) No, Nagatoro's fetish fuel and it knows that. Oh yeah, yeah, so is Loveless. Uh... (laughs) But, uh... Uh, Folks, as it turns out, we vibe with Nagatoro more than Loveless. (laughs) So, uh... Nagatoro going through to round two. All right. All right. There you go. I trust the dialogue. I'm, I'm going to say, I would give it to Nagatoro just for the fact they're pretty much the same age. There's a one year age gap. Sure. Yeah. And that's the bar, as Mike would say. That's the bar. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, manga is fucked, man. <laughs> manga was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> that was the uh, alternate name for this podcast that we never went with. Because, uh... <laughs> little fun trivia fact for you. Yeah, I mean, it's what the title of this Discord channel is, if you look at the top. Sure is. There it is. So, moving on, next up, um, I can't think of a funny segue between these two series, so it's just two series finding out. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yes. So, first of all, from episode 18, Otome Game Sekai, where Mob Nikibishi Sekai Dezu, aka Mobu Seka, trapped in a dating sim, the world of Otome Games is tough for mobs. Written by Yoma Mishima, drawn by Jun Shiosato. This is ongoing. Five volumes of the manga, seven volumes of a light novel. Licensed by Seven Seas. The first volume of the manga comes out in July. There's two volumes of a light novel available now, and there is no anime adaptation. There you go. Jesus I, Christ. I, I, can, can you say that again, but faster? No. Can you say that again, but in French? Uh, je ne. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. That would be, no, that would be I know. Je is I. <laughs> Lut is that? <laughs> oh boy! After the, I think this is the guy we're covering there. Yeah, yeah. Is it? I honestly, I I don't really remember what the meat of this one was. I remember the premise. This guy plays a visual novel because mm-hmm. his uh, sister blackmails him into doing so. Yeah, I remember that much. Plays it for days straight and then falls downstairs to Isekai himself into the visual novel. And then what happens? He tries to live a peaceful life that gets dragged into essentially the events of the game, finds the super so to the super special mecha that you had right, to take yeah. for in the game, and then fights the princes to try and restore normality and live a happy normal life. Also that really weird thing where the world he's iscaed into is matriarchal. Yes. Matriarchal is that Women a word? rule this world with an iron fist. And it was kind of misogynistic about it yes because it was like women rule this world and then all the women are here's a world where women are in power and they're all margaret thatcher (laughs) and they're all kind of dicks about it yeah it's like man wow yeah i i do not remember this one that's a good sign (laughs) it was just so i remember i i do remember feeling at the time that it was just so forgettable like, fuck it. It wasn't that nothing happened. Some things happened. It was like, ugh, this is the most generic string of events. Like, if you ask an AI to write a manga, I reckon it would come <laughs> up with this. Nah. Nah. 
I mean, this was highlighted, but the fact I think at one point, I think it's like the back half of the second volume is essentially a mech fight between him and like the prince's entourage of five people. Yes. And none of them, like, except maybe potentially a tiny bit of the prince, have been established in any way. So it's just like, oh, good, he's beating up on this guy. Mook number three. Uh, yeah, that that was a thing, wasn't it? Uh, he was, if you say he was, so. Like, one of the female characters. Yeah. Off. Oh, that was the other thing with this one. Well, that won't help your confusion, Mike. Uh, there were like three important female lead characters, and they all looked very similar. They all had blonde hair. I don't remember any of that. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is one of the most forgettable series. Like, I can look at everything else on this list, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's this one. And this, no, this is, I got this nothing is the one, Mike, for this. Where at the end of each volume, the princes were posed in sexy images because they're like... No, nah, no it, wasn't, it wasn't even the princes. It was the mechs. Oh, yeah, it was the mech in one of them as well, yeah. God, you'd think I'd remember that, but I just don't. They were like, you were expecting our sexy female lead, but it was me, the mech. God, you'd think I'd remember that, but no. <laughs> it was just so forgettable. Oh, dear. Yeah, you had the little orb looks in the, the AI companion. This is like you're describing something for the first time. Genuinely. <laughs> <laughs> like, fucking hell, I don't remember any of this. Oh my god. And I was there. You can listen to the episode. I, I remember you being positive's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, like, I do remember my vague feelings about it, and it was that generic shit is generic, and it's just a little bit weird, but it's not, but it's inoffensive. I might be misremembered, but I've, like I say, positive was a bit of a stretch, but I feel you, you were a bit closer to positive than neutral at the very I least. I feel he was neutral on this but I could be. Yeah, no, I, I remember I remember on the more positive side of neutral, like neutral plus one kind of thing. Yeah, that, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah, like it, is, like it wasn't good but it was inoffensive so like it wasn't an unenjoyable read because it did get a smile out of me every now and again most likely through the sexy mechs <laughs> but yeah like I, I mean clearly forgettable as hell like generic as hell yeah. i yeah i just I just did not vibe with this one at all apparently evidently did it has it gotten better phil uh i mean what in particular were your would draw you into it i guess um competent storytelling character Ooh. development oh <laughs> that's not a good sign <laughs> uh you're asking me to remember what's happened, to be fair. And <laughs> that's also not a good sign, Phil. Bear in mind, I've been unable to read manga for like two months at the moment. <laughs> oh, two months, buddy, okay. Um, and I think a, a lot of these series we review, I think perhaps they were monthly series and they yes. probably didn't release until the month before that as well. So like three months for a lot of these series. Oh, no. Do you want to move on? Would that be easier? <laughs> uh, I will say you do get character development. It, it's currently pushing a plot around one of the female characters who's supposed to be like the lead in the uh, game originally. Olivia? Yeah, Olivia. How the fuck do you remember that? Because I listened to most of these episodes of the last month, Mike. So. Right, okay, fair. <laughs> but um, obviously when he gets his card, he's taken over a lot of her... No, no, it's because it's it's because not that you know this, but his sister's also is a guide into the world and she's well, no, yeah, yes, there is oh, that sure. the fact is there's a lot of events that are supposed to take place in the game where Olivia sort of resolves them, but he ends up resolving them himself. 
Yes, that. So she's not getting her character growth she would get through that she has in the dating sim. And that's the current plot arc is she's kind of going through that in a new way. She's trying to become relevant. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, stuff, stuff is happening. I mean, you'd hope so eventually. Like, I, I don't want the bar to be something actually happens for this because that's I mean, a that's I too would argue low. Stuff did happen in that one? It was just. Like, I would argue that it being a bit rapey is still above the bar of nothing fucking happens. Just because I... it's like, yeah, that happened. We didn't like it, but it happened. Mike would rather rape happens than nothing. Is... <laughs> no, no, obviously <laughs> not that. Don't you fucking twist my words. <laughs> Penis, but no. It's like as far as a plot, that's unequivocally it's something. If yeah, it's a plot. I'm not saying it's a good plot. It is a oh, plot. God, right. <laughs> uh, shall we? Shall we hard right onto please? Next? Yeah, let's do that. So uh, next up, it's the probably the winner of this match uh, from episode 16. Hayate no Gotoku, aka Hayate the Combat Butler. Drawn and written by Kenji Ohata. This finished at 70, 72? Christ, no, it didn't go that long. 52 volumes. Uh, there are two light novel volumes. Licensed by Viz Media, who as of now have 37 volumes out. And, oh, Jesus Christ, I can't believe I wrote this down. It has uh, four anime seasons, uh, which are all on Crunchyroll, I believe. Yes, there's also an anime film, a Taiwanese live-action drama. There's, like, three DS games and a PSP game. There's a lot of Hayate. There is a lot of Hayate. Probably the biggest name we've recovered on the show. Uh, me between yeah. this, I would argue. Uh, this and what? Sorry, solo leveling. Uh, maybe well, this is bigger than solo leveling because you know solo leveling. In spite of all of the things that are coming for it, um, it, it hasn't progressed past the web level yet. Sure, but also Hayate was also like two thousand and one. Sure, ish. This is the part where I ask you, Sean. How did you match up these things? Was it random or random. did you? Okay, so this is actually random because I feel like this is a bit of another unfair matchup. We I, talk about it, punching down. Random. And one or two of them, I was happy with the matchups, but otherwise, yeah, there are some that are curb stomps, definitely. <laughs> yeah, punching and down. I mean, this isn't like one's bad per se. Like, Mobuseko, I wouldn't ever say was bad, but it's no Hayate. Yeah, like Hayate, for all of the things I said against it in the episode, it is fun. Yes. Like it's it's fun. It's, it's a good time, then, as you would say. Yeah, like it's a good time. Uh, it is a bit on the inoffensive side of things. Like, <laughs> oh, that's so bad! How dare! <laughs> How dare it not offend me? I wanted racism in my manga. No, it being offensive at least elicits an emotion. You know, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm, I'm learning a lot about Mike this episode. <laughs> I'm not saying again. I maintain not necessarily good things but it's something and you want your media to elicit some sort of emotion otherwise why the fuck are you even reading it so yeah like it's but it's yeah i think this is a clear winner of this bracket just because it is a fun time even if it is a little bit strange glacial and i thought it does lose points for it being our christmas episode like oh honey the first two volumes is glacial (laughs) <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, thing, I watched so I, I've, I'd i read the first two volumes of this before the show and I'd already seen the first season all 52 episodes of it before the show so I had some small idea of how Hayate spins in circles for years and then Phil enlightened me to the full extent of how much it spins in circles and I was like oh no 
<laughs> Glad I didn't start buying this series. It could just easily cut out 30 volumes and you would still think it was slow. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't mind the fact it is very much a slice of life and there is also plot attached to it. I appreciated um, how the title itself is a bait and switch as well. Because calling someone the combat butler, you think this is going to full on show them, but it's not. And it makes that joke quite a lot. It's quite interesting. The original anime, because this had three or four animes at this four point. Four series of anime, yeah. It's a lot of man manime. Well, yeah, the original one, the 52 episodes that Sean watched, actually, they, they went off and did their own thing at some point, which for this yes. series, you can actually completely get away with. Sure. Oh, that is the thing. I wouldn't be able to tell you where Phyllis started and stopped. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I think they straight up have like a, almost like a tournament arc of their own, I guess. Not a prop tournament, but it's f Fight of the Week. That's the one I'm looking for. Sure. It's just like, oh no, he's got the... Gubbin got to steal it from him every week, and it's like, fight, done. So it, it, it leans into the combat butler a bit more there, but it is mm. it does it in the high aspect style. He is Superman. As he, I is, he, is Superman. he is, yeah. He can survive almost in any damage. He can he jump about a mile. Any damage. Yeah. <laughs> in the manga, he rode, like, what was it, a thousand kilometers or something? No, no. no the, he he followed the legal speed limit. Right. That was it, yep. Yeah, he did follow the legal speed limit on a bicycle. Yep. Yep. Except he somehow yeah. made it God knows how far. Yeah, so the the dude is is Superman, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't remember if it happens in those first two volumes, but you see him getting hit by a in fact it might even yes. be the first chapter, gets hit by a car, just gets up and continues riding his bike, no problem. Even and though this it's is profusely. All after um his parents sell him to the sell. mafia. For for body parts or something. Yes. Yeah. Essentially, they they run grim loan shark and they're like, "Here, have our son. He'll cover the debt." <laughs> yeah. Just some grim shit, and it happens at Christmas, which is why this was our Christmas episode. It was. Oh yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I I don't think I'm. I don't think it's a surprise. I feel like we're all gonna vote this way, but uh, yeah, Hayate wins this round. Phil, uh, are you gonna vote for? Some some random isekai or one of your favorite mangas of all time? Oh, you honestly, <laughs> it's kind of difficult for me having read so much of Hayate because oh, <laughs> eventually it, it jumps off a cliff hard. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the thing; those first few volumes, great, love them. the The overall main plot when it happens, great. Oh, but fifty volumes of just. Uh I think I'm gonna I'm gonna make a ruling on everyone's behalf here, which is we have to stick based on what we reviewed. <laughs> Our opinions based on that. To be perfectly honest, I think I'm still going Hayate anyway. Sure. <laughs> thing is, I, I like I like uh Mobiseka. I because I think that's also actually pretty funny. I think Sean said we had some good laughs with it at various points, generally. Did but I? I feel Hayate is a lot more comedically packed, and the jokes are a lot. It has some really good jokes in those first two volumes as well. I just fucking love that. You just went, oh, it goes off a cliff. Oh, it's such a grind. Oh, there's so much. Still better, though. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, because obviously Hayate's finished, I've read it all. I can look at it as a whole, whereas Obseka sure. has not ended yet. For all I know, it could do the exact same thing. Sure. Sure. But um, 
it is also a case of I do think Hayate of if as you say if we're just looking at the first two volumes only Hayate has the stronger two volumes. Rate it however you want. I deliberately said I don't care. I Although obviously me and Mike mainly be referring to two volumes. I, I'm still voting Hayate. I do think it is funnier. Uh, no shit. I'd be staggered yeah. if you did, considering I know you. <laughs> <laughs> so. Skipping on into the next round, then. Oh, I've skipped over where that is. Wait, Sean, but which one did you vote for? Oh, sorry, did I not say hey, Arthur. You didn't say. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Unless I completely missed it, I didn't hear you say it. I assumed as much, but. Yate, yike. Mobusaka isn't terrible, but it's not something I have any interest in going back to. Whereas I've watched all of the Hayate anime, so even if it can drag on, it has a base level of comedy that works. Yeah. Whereas of the two of them, Hayate's the one I remembered. <laughs> that's, and that's all you need sometimes. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So, moving on. Time for a battle of uh, two actual isekais. None of this fantasy quasi-isekai nonsense. These are actual reincarnation series. So first of all, from episode 22, uh, The Adventure of a Demon King's Daughter, written by Yewul, art by Yunnan. Uh, it's ongoing. I believe it's about 99 or 200 episodes overall now, and it's licensed by Tappy Toon. So if you want to pay Tappy Bucks, you can read up to the first 60 episodes on there. No anime as of yet. It's a uh, webtoon as well. A webtoon? Yes. Yeah, the like, uh, long strip, full color, all that jazz. See, I like this one, but it also falls into the trap that so many of these do of just having way too much information. That's the, it's not an info dump like the gamer where it breaks Godmother. down what it's good is. This is an info dump in that there's a thousand characters. Yeah, yeah, there's so many characters and so many of them don't mean anything. And then characters get different names and it's like, please stop. I can't keep it. Oh man, is it Ren, Rin, Ru, I'd put that one down. Just the fact translators we were reading switched halfway through. Sure. Entirely possible. Very similar names. It's like, come on, yeah, guys. There is also the fact you had Irene and um, Ren and Red. Well, yes, there is Ren, but that's not the one I was going for. Okay. It, is is it Ren? I don't know. There are three characters who have very. We bring this up in the episode. There are at least three characters who have almost identical names. It's like, please stop. Erin, that's the one I was thinking. That's of. the one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's also it does go into the over explanation thing a little bit because I remember very clearly that we you're just reading it you see people doing magic and shit and then it's like halfway through what we read like oh we're going to explain magic now and like you you, you don't need to it's right there you already yeah. showed it you need we get it they do the magic yeah they pull the mana mm. cool done <laughs> you don't need this to explain this wasn't that when she was learning magic or something something like that um there's just like so much information here you didn't need to pack it down with more information, especially when you could show this, not tell. We, need, we needed a little bit more of forward momentum in the plot, which the story yeah. didn't really have, in the, at least in these first way. It's not too surprising considering this does take place over the life of a character, like from birth to wherever we got to. Was she 10 where we got up to, I think? I think 8. 8. She aged up a few times. They're about to do a journey to the first. First journey, even well. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I, yeah. I will say that the isekai portion of this completely irrelevant. It was like there's no need for this to be an isekai. You could cut out because the whole no, point of it is no, not because no. no, the, the original character 
is someone who's a uh, female character. She's not traditionally attractive. Yeah. Um, she's abused by a mother figure or something. Uh, her, arm. her arm, sorry. Uh, and gets hit by a car and becomes dies. this baby, yeah. dies and becomes this baby. And then kind of sort of remembers her previous life, but not really. No, no, previous life. Oral. Of the, the isekais we've done, this is probably the most isekai or at least the most justified of being this guy, because that does seem like it's going to be a plot line, this reincarnation she's had. It just doesn't come up very often. Well, no, it doesn't come up often, probably, but it came up, which is more than most. Sure, sure. Like, I, I remember there being parts when her new father obviously goes away, and she has very clear abandonment issues from her previous life where her parents died. She's like, oh no, I lost my parents in my previous life and now my new dad has gone away. Uh. Of course, at the time, she is like a baby. She, she is but like she, three. She yeah. consciousness ability, so yeah. So, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't, I, I didn't mind this one. Um, I didn't mind it, even though I do think it has obvious flaws. Um, it, I do think, I'd still maintain what you guys said. I maintain that you... Uh, probably could have cut out the isekai portion of this and well, just had, had a whole it be... episode where you were like you could just cut out all the fantasy altogether yeah <laughs> i remember mike saying that and it was like what i uh, know <laughs> i i remember i remember saying something to this effect and i think what i meant was if you cut out the fantasy and just made this like a battle of kingdoms yeah uh, then it would make you, an yeah, equal amount of sense you didn't understand the need for magic or yeah. or any of that as of what we'd read it wasn't justified why it needed to be a fantasy yeah, like it, like you could just have this story in a contemporary medieval world, and it would make perfect yeah. sense. It doesn't even need to be medieval. You could have it in a future world if you wanted to. It still makes sense. Yeah, I think I used to give Thrones as an example at the time, but then I thought of a better one since because I listened to it on one of the podcasts they did, like The Good Place. Uh, one yeah. of the rules they had when they were making that show was that in every episode you have to do something fantastical that you can only do because you're outside the realm of reality, as it were. Yeah. Because otherwise, why? What's the point? <laughs> yeah, and that's just not what they do in this. Like a lot of it is just people standing around talking, and it's not even in talking enhanced on topics enhanced by the fact that there are demons and dragons and magic and nothing like that. It's just people uh, talking, person growing up. That's it. I I can see what you're saying, but at the same time, I I think I said at the time I disagree that you can just disregard a setting just because it's not used even if it's not used to that sort of extent it does influence it still that's the thing i don't i think I don't it would remember. be a drastic i think it would have a drastically different feel if you got rid of dragons and magic and everything ignoring the fact i know what happens later on even in those first two volumes if you got rid of angels dragons magic and it was just medieval feudal fighting it it would just feel different. I do appreciate that having all that stuff in does add to later potential. Uh, that I do appreciate. And like something absolutely can happen uh, with that setting. It's just in what we got there in those first two volumes, which is a sizable chunk of the story. Um, just, just wasn't really necessary to me personally. Well, I mean, I suppose the biggest use of it in what we read is the fact that the main character she is the daughter of a daughter and an angel yeah uh, daughter, a daughter and an angel hey yeah, uh, i mean it I could, could be 
<laughs> uh, Everybody is someone's daughter. Is a daughter of a demon and an angel, which uh, that's hard to necessarily replicate without all the fantastical stuff in a way that would still make sense. Uh, you could just say it was the daughter of daughter of a king and someone else. Which is King and Queen from less... Warring Nations. Sure. Yeah. Which is ideal. Uh, haven't I just described which, like which Romeo and Juliet or something? Pretty much. Like, yeah. Every tragedy romance, sure. Yeah. But yeah, uh like but even in spite of all these things, I still liked it. Like I I don't I don't remember hating it. I don't remember yeah. even disliking it. I thought it was fine if a little bit um clunky in its delivery. So there's nothing really wrong with this one. Yeah. Like not really. That's a fair assessment. Phil, anything else you want to say before I move us on? Nah, nah. Yeah. Nah, cool. Uh so now we move on to the other Isekai. In fact, the first Isekai we ever covered on this show. From episode three, Kage no Jitsuriokusha ni Naritakute, aka The Eminence in Shadow. Written by Daisuke Aizawa, art by Anri Sakano. Uh, this is still ongoing, so there's five volumes of the manga, four volumes of a light novel, and then there's a Shadow Garden spin-off, which is two volumes. Again, press the license this, you can pick up three volumes of a light novel, and the first volume of manga comes out in July. There will be an anime, but they've not said anything about it yet, so probably next year. This one is probably unique for me in all we've read, because the more I think about it, the more I hate it. You you really oh, you really didn't like this one. <laughs> yeah, like, and it's been months and months, like almost a almost year. Almost a year. We, this is almost a year since we read did. this. Yeah. And I've thought about this with some form of regularity because I just couldn't get it out of my head. <laughs> and I hate it more every time I do. <laughs> I like you talk about series of pointless of being an isekai. I want to beat the nuke, therefore I'll head <laughs> for the tree and get run over by a truck. <laughs> No, no, but Sean, to beat the nuke. No, get out, don't. Uh, uh, and I'm going to do everything from the fucking shadows. It's just a generic, super strong, but just bullshit. This is everything I hate in Isakai. Absolute <laughs> crap. Yeah. <laughs> like, a, melm, so... a cast of female characters are each less relevant than the one before them. Everything and, he says yeah. just happens to be right. Yeah. Oh, what a coincidence. It's points at map there. Oh, man, that's where their super secret base is. Who knew? And I get uh. that it's meant to be played for laughs, but it's like, ah, ha, ha, look, I was right. Okay, cool. That's a joke. Ah, ha, ha, I was right. Yeah, you did that. Ah, ha, ha, I was right. Okay. It's hilarious. We don't have to do explanations or anything. We can just yeah. throw a dart at a dartboard, and there you go. Problem so solved. fucking lazy. So lazy. You I get hate explanations. Them. Not good ones. <laughs> what well, what was not explained? Everything really. <laughs> Nothing was explained with enough consistency, enough meat to actually think. Oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> it's like oh, everything was just done in such a lazy way. It tried to. It looks like honest. Okay, this it felt like the whole thing was an attempt at making forced memes. That's it. <laughs> That's really That's what it feels like. You know when someone just says. Like, uh, aha, cheese! And like, okay, you're trying to make cheese a meme, cool. Cheese! Okay, yeah, we get it, it's not funny. Cheese! Okay. Fucking, alright. <laughs> it's like, you do same sort of feeling, you know? You 
you don't want this to be any more than it is, but you also get frustrated because you're still fucking reading it. I don't want to read a series and feel like it's being made up as it goes along. Um, <laughs> exactly. Got that off of this. <laughs> oh, man, that's one of my most annoying uh, responses that someone says. With like, I say something like, it really feels like they made it up as they go along. And then someone says, yeah, that's how writing works. No, it fucking doesn't. No. That's not how writing works. <laughs> Get the fuck out. That's, just, how, that's how you run your World of Darkness campaigns, Mike. You just, you just make it, it up as you go, go along. Yeah. yeah, you just wig it. Yeah, yeah there's, there's no preparation. <laughs> yeah, this this thing... Oh, this thing hurts me. <laughs> it's really bad, and it only gets worse every time I think about it. There's also... It's, it's like a cavalcade of ass. Everything that is wrong with manga appears in this. It's got the completely unnecessary but also weirdly ineffective fan service it's got the character that can do no wrong it's got time skips for no fucking reason it's got stupid fucking lines that you think they're just trying to make memes out of it's got nonsensical logic it's got unnecessary explanations it's got probably a million more things it's just the fucking worst oh it makes me angry <laughs> so angry <laughs> This is a year of it building. <laughs> <laughs> if we talk about this in a year's time, I might just fucking kill myself. Oh, no, oh my hopefully God. we'll never have to talk about it again after this episode. Because <sighs> that would be that would be the dream. It hurts. It really hurts. I can't. Oh. I can't. Phil, it wins the round though. <laughs> you you what? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm just gonna say, buddy. Christ. Well, before we get to that, Phil, obviously you had a different take on Eminence and Shadow. I did, yeah. I I liked it. Do you still like it? Because it's ongoing. Yeah, it is ongoing. Uh, yeah. Uh, again. I paused. Hesitation. <laughs> no, it's just I'm trying to remember. You're asking me to remember what's happening in. Near enough twenty six. I know not every single one, but <laughs> what's been happening every time? Like, I didn't ask you what happened in Nagatoro. No, I know you, the yes, well, John, you didn't send me a list ahead of time or anything. You just... <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not a surprise. I'm not springing these on you. <laughs> the point is, you're saying, "Oh, how's it been going, Phil?" And it's like, I... "Fucking hell." <laughs> I read a lot, Sean. I've got to remember things. And as I've mentioned, I've not been able to read things for like two Maybe if you didn't read 500 series. <laughs> I, I would also argue that you not being able to remember is a sign in of itself. It's more a case of it takes me a moment to remember. I've got to put things together in my head. <laughs> Go on then. Put it I've, together. I've got to articulate thoughts. Well, we've, st <laughs> we've stalled long enough. Wait, what happens? <laughs> uh, so he's... He entered a tournament under a fake name. Of course he did. There's a tournament arc, right? Yep. Even better. It's, it's Carry not, on. It's not a tournament arc. It it is like two chapters. Ah, he curb stomps everyone. Got it. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's a special day. It's to do with when some person was defeated. I do vaguely recall you talking about this in the episode at the time. Yeah. And then yeah, he uh, he ends up fighting a spirit of that person and it's a whole thing i do think it's gone downhill a bit even myself just in the later ones <laughs> at a certain point you have to stop going down the hill and recognize you're in a ditch I, <laughs> so you can't I, go I, I, lower. I, I like the i'd like the first two volumes okay that is your right it's your right to be wrong oh no no right buddy <laughs>
I'm just really mad at this one, okay? I, I know you're really mad at this one. <laughs> I would also point out, of all the series, you still think about this one a year later, Mike. That's how much of an impact it's had on you. Oh, it has had an impact, that's for sure. It's like I became the nuke. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I still love that. <laughs> you shouldn't. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. It hurts me. <laughs> so, here we go then. So, I'm guessing this will be a vote for the Demon King's daughter, for Mike. Well, I mean, based on Phil's logic, it, I still think about this a year later. Maybe <laughs> I secretly love it. I just don't know how to tell it. So I am teasing it this whole time. No, the Demon King's Daughter wins. Fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, my vote is also going to Demon King's Daughter. It's, uh, it's average, which is much better is... than Eminence. Yeah, it's fine. Ooh. So, uh, Phil, where does, where does your one go? I feel you're, you're a lot more level about both of these series. So. <laughs> it's not hard to be more level about this than me. I think mine would probably go to Eminence of those two. Oh, so we can never respect Phil again. Gotcha. You respected me before. <laughs> yes, that's, I did the whole entrance about this. Like, we all, <laughs> you, you did. Got, but got, I, as I, much I... as we fight, we do all love each other. So don't worry. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. wait, I should probably, like, Get rid of that flaming pile of shit outside your door, then. You guys live in the same house. This is, like, self-inflicted at best. <laughs> I didn't say it was well-thought-out hatred towards Sean. God. Hatred rarely is. Uh, no. Unless you're me and I think about it over a course of a year, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> hatred is a dish best dude, I, get, I don't know. Okay, <laughs> so... Uh, fermented for years. Moving on to the next uh, battle. Uh, so, first of all, in the red corner... Uh, for episode four, we have Tomodachi Game, or Friends Game, written by Mikoto Yamaguchi, art by Yuki Sato. It's ongoing with 17 volumes, but it's in its final arc, honest. Uh, it's not been licensed, but there is a light. I discovered there was a live-action J-drama adaptation and two movies of this. Mm, no anime, well. though. But, uh, yeah. I think I've softened on this one a little bit, because at the time, I was incredibly mad, because it was all gimmicky bullshit in these games, and... I've softened on it a bit now, probably because of Phil's explanations that it does all balance out, but uh, I still wouldn't say I liked this one particularly. It was a bit on the gimmicky side, but it, it felt very much like a Japanese take on a Saw movie. Yes. And, uh, yeah, and that, those are gimmicky by nature. Like That's the whole point. It's supposed to mm. yeah. with the gimmicks. Honestly, you go into those films after the first one with the Understand. Okay, maybe not. Like when you watch the second one, because the second one's where it starts getting a lot more gimmicky. Yeah. Then you go with the understanding of that. Oh, I will defend the first one of those until first. Like, the first. Forever. I like the first. Both the first two. I think the first two are both great for what they're trying to be. And then yeah, it becomes gorepon. And yeah, this one's main failing was that you've got this group of friends. They're forced to do. It's like forced. They are. They are doing these like, essentially uh, blackmailed via debt, basically. Yeah. Um. And they they said, you're friends, you'll take on each other's debt, won't you, in order to wipe it out? And they have to do these games. Every time they fail at the games, the debt gets larger, and every time they succeed, it gets smaller. It's basically how it works. And then we find out that one person signed everybody up to play the game, and that's how it works. They were kidnapped and put in this like, house. You, you already knew that, because that was in the first intro. Yeah, yeah. One, one of you's got a debt, and yeah. you'll, you'll help them get out of that, won't you? Yeah, and 
it's the the biggest failing of this is not any of that because that's that's fine as a premise absolutely fine saul's done it for years and it works um the part the main failing is that uh you just find out who the villain is for no reason like quite early in like quite early in it's like oh this is the this is the guy Forget all of that figuring it out shit. It's just like, oh, oh, no, no. I feel like there'd be a twist. Yeah, it seemed like it was way too early to give that away. So it did seem like that. Like you, you hope there's a twist coming. The the true the reveal like is that they're all fucking terrible people. Oh, which totally, I was yeah. cottoning on in the second volume of that. So from what I remember, it ends with near enough the end of the second game. Uh, I don't think they're in the. I think they're like midway in. The oh, game. Midway in. It's the one where lead book whatever he was called, has clearly turned the tables on the villain. Exactly. And uh, that's where it ends. Yeah, I feel like that's towards the end of the second game. There probably wasn't much more left of I that. I remember getting obtusely yes. mad about the second game being ridiculously stacked with all the penalties at the start. So there was no sane way you'd ever be able to beat that game as friends, as it were, and being like... It's be- I can't remember if we mentioned it in the episode. Yeah, you did say that they're all... St- they're all stacked towards the end of the board, I think. And I was like, sure, but yeah. They they do, yeah, they do actually talk about it in the series. It's like, yeah, if you'd all just been like friendly friends and just moved one space at a time, you'd have come out completely neutral. Yeah, I don't know. It, it always felt to me like it was very cheap gimmicks to get one over on them. And like, yeah, like I prefer stuff like Kaji, where it's not gimmicks. Well, from the, the big thing, which it does try and hammer home at least in those first few games, is that this is a game about proving your friendship. And if you're well and truly friends and you really, really believe in your friends, it's not going to be worse for you. At the very at the very least, you come out neutral, if not better. But um, the games are always stacked in such a way to try and pressure you to try and uh, try and break those friendships essentially also you say neutral but like they have like what two hundred thousand debt each who knows if zero i don't remember that. how much it is off the top of my head i do remember it could have been a translation issue but oh we had debates about that over the numbers yeah yeah like the, it fluctuated wildly and it got to a point where we were just like the numbers don't matter Got yeah, it. they don't yeah the, they the exact numbers don't really matter no. like i think even in the series they say, oh, we need to try and keep track of them, but way past, I say way past, a little later on, they just straight up stop. Oh, no, that's, because... that's fair. The first game, I remember, because they were doing like yes, no questions, or whatever it was. Like, yeah. see, they were like really going like, oh, it matter, like that one's up 20,000, yeah, oh, that matters. And then, yeah, you get to the second game, which is the board game, and all the values just start going all over the place. It's like, oh, got it, cool, irrelevant. Why did I yeah. care? Yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah, so it, it, knows it's trick and it just hammers that one home it is just a series of games effectively that hasn't changed time perspective has made me go okay maybe it wasn't as bad as i was feeling at the time but i've not had any more inclination to want to check it out or anything especially not when you have stuff like kaji or if you want to go to the extreme end of the spectrum gantz sure gantz is one of those ones i keep threatening to make you guys read yeah (laughs) you almost did Last I time, almost did. But, uh, then you and then I, I think I picked correctly. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's uh this one is a bit uh it, it's okay. Um if you're looking if you like the whole saw thing, the the perilous situation, the 
overcoming adversity and throwing in a few mind games while you're at it, whilst, you know, throwing in a few gimmicks too, then yeah, this one's actually a decent read. There's nothing really wrong with it per se. I do think it is a little ham-fisted and its uh, timing is a, was a bit off as well. I remember it was just in yeah. the middle of the story, it just randomly started talking about a different group of friends. Uh, oh, I think okay. that was the Amaki chapter. Yeah, yeah it was the Amaki chapter, but it's it's still there, you know. So the point is that is a bonus chapter you get in the physical volumes. Yeah, but it was still there. Uh, like it's still a bunch more information. Sure. And but yeah, like it, there's nothing really wrong with it per se. Uh, it does sort of hook you in. I remember saying this at the time, even though it was a while ago. It hooks you in and tries to make you figure out what's really going on which is a difficult thing to do in these kinds of mind game manga because usually you're just sort of along for the ride whereas this one makes you an active participant so that in that regard it should be commended but otherwise i just remember this being uh okay if you're into it kind of thing but isn't going to convert anybody who isn't mm. say having read more of it my biggest complaint is just how the main character it it it's very much like the the Yugo style. You activated my trap card, kind of thing. Oh, totally. Yeah, I remember that happened a lot. Like that. Yes. It's it's just quite often it'll be like, oh no, they're, they're losing, and the main character's like, ah, ah, you activated my trap card, and reveals yeah. how it was all an elaborate ploy. And especially because I, yeah. the the main character, if I remember correctly, he's not really billed as like an intelligent guy exactly. Like he's just some dude. He's some dude. I don't remember if it was in the first two volumes, but you find out he had a teacher of some sort that sort of teaches him street smarts, it's implied. No, that does nothing in the first two volumes. I mean, sure, I, I believe that could happen, but it's like it's yeah. it's never really implied that he has the higher level of thinking where he can set up chess I, I don't know. moves in advance. I always felt like he was the smartest guy in the room. But... I mean, entirely possible, but not everyone was particularly smart. So. He was the <laughs> protagonist. And you got a lot of soliloquies. You got a lot of soliloquies of like him thinking it through. So he does. It does show his work. Yeah. And so yeah, yeah. like it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. But uh, going up against that, and it's uh, funny we should mention uh, Mike's pick from last episode because it is in fact going up against that from episode twenty six, Sweet Home, written by Kim Kambi, art by Huang Young Chan. This has finished 141 episodes, although the uh, Shotgun Boy prequel is currently ongoing with about 10 episodes. You can read this over on Webtoons, but uh, bear in mind you'll need to do it via the app and using their currency. And there is the Netflix uh, South Korean live action adaptation, which you can watch. Uh, Man, this was like only an episode or two ago and I've already forgotten half of it. Not a ton happens in it. I was going to say not a lot happened, really. Yep. Air quote zombie apocalypse. Zombie apocalypse, but done very weirdly and not brilliantly. It's the idea of a bottled community of characters yes. in a Korean body horror style zombie apocalypse. Yeah, and mostly circling, uh, centering on one character who's like the shut-in character, but it does give a decent amount of panel time to all the characters. You'd say all the characters. I, I distinctly remember we were talking about this last time, and we we're like, there are four characters with names of somewhat note, and only the main character yeah. actually gets screen time, with the exception of the girl 
who towards yes. the end of what we read started appearing more. And this was the reason why a lot of that episode evolved into, but in the Netflix adaptation, they do this. Yes. Um, because it is a lot better uh, there. Presumably they moved some stuff that happens later on yeah. to earlier. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yeah. we did discuss that. Like, yeah. Benefit of hindsight means you can pace things out a lot better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but what we got in the actual webtoon yes. um, is uh, it's a lot of very slow moving art and actions. Uh, I remember it didn't really utilize the web format all that well because there was just a lot uh, of blank yeah. space. It utilizes the copy and paste function very well. Though. It sure does. There's a ton of frames which were just um, the same frame, but with one thing slightly changed. Yeah. Having said all that, like it does have major flaws. I did still enjoy it, which is rare considering I don't like zombie media 99% of the time. Uh, I enjoyed it because it's telling a story in a somewhat somewhat unique way um not entirely um i mean you, you could just easily change an apartment building for uh, a shopping mall and it's effectively the same thing as most zombie movies out there i like the characters though i like their motivations i like the the sort of hook that they've got for the way this outbreak seems to work is if you lose hope uh lose the reason to live then you become a monster which embodies your worst traits. Um, I like that idea. I like the hook of that. Uh, it's, it allows for very interesting characterization and storytelling, whereas most zombie media is, they're dead, they're monster now. Okay. So I do actually enjoy this in that regard. Uh, it will never top the favorite, my favorite list of anything is the other thing, because it is, I wouldn't say boring, but very slow. It is very slow. Yeah. yeah. This, I think this was my Nothing Fucking Happened series. Sure, um, sure. I remember going off on about how dull it was at the very start of the episode, because, yeah, Jesus Christ. Like, for something that has like these interesting ideas at times, God, does it just spin its wheels. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it is slow. And uh, when, you, when we say things like the Netflix series is the benefit of hindsight, they really do utilize that. And it is um, necessary. Because the characters, they don't ever do anything stupid. As well, apart from like the no-name side characters. Um, the actual characters themselves are fairly smart, and they're fairly thought out. And everyone has at least one interesting hook. The reason I like this one is because I want to see where it goes. And that's not a common thing with either this genre for me or just anything we've watched ever read on this show so i didn't mind this one but that's as far as it goes it's like i didn't mind it yeah that i'm sort of that opinion it i'd be interested to see where it goes but sort of as sean said as well it it is a bit slow getting there mm -hmm. yeah i think it's one i think i'll check out the netflix series um, which I think I said at the time I would do, rather than necessarily nipple. And I know recency bias is a thing with this, and I chose this as well, so, I don't know, favoritism or something? So I'm trying to be fair and keep those <laughs> things in mind. Mm. I just, I, I, this is absolutely not the best thing on this list of episodes, that, but I do think it is a lot better than at least half of them. <laughs> like, I think it is fine. 
and I think it is readable, and I don't think it's too confusing, and I think it has plays with interesting ideas. That's pretty much my defense, and I know that's a bit lackluster <laughs> as a defense goes, but that's all it really deserves, because <laughs> it is slow. It is so slow, and art is, while it is good, it is repeated. While the designs are interesting, they don't really amount to much half the time. The logic is good, but sometimes it's strange and twisted into a way of thinking, that could work. So it's got it's got problems. It does. I'd say my my big concern is I feel like it's gonna do the attack on Titan. Um, again, I mentioned this in the episode, he's he's gonna turn into a monster but still be himself and or be able to change back at will or whatever. Sure. I, I absolutely see that. It's just not going to be a problem. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, I do hope that it doesn't turn into. I do hope it doesn't turn into that. Um, but more importantly, if it does, that it does something interesting with it. Because Attack on Titan doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't uh, do anything interesting with it. I don't even know what you could do to make that interesting. Uh, sure. Uh, well, the idea is, um, if it's all based on uh, how close you are to losing hope and your own personal demons, then they could play with those ideas a lot, and that could like that could like uh, tip the scale as to how much of a monster he is, how close to monsterization he is. Mm. So that that's ideas they could play with. But uh, yeah, I totally get your concerns. Cool. So in that case. Uh, it's time to pick one side or t'other, friends game or sweet home. I ooh, this is the first hard one I've had. Like, everything else has been relatively simple. Yeah, because these ones are both kind of equally neutral. <laughs> yeah, I'm equally indifferent to both of them. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll go for friends game because I feel like there's more going on. Like I like the characters of friends game more than sweet home because I feel in sweet home they're very one dimensional. Outside of the lead character, I think I like the art of friend game more, though that's not really hard. Sweet Home's main art, Triumph, I think I mentioned, was the monster designs outside mm. of that. Yeah. So, mm. th- yeah, I guess I'm more eh to Sweet Home, whereas Friends Game has redeeming factors. So uh, I'll vote for the friendliest friends that ever did friend. Well, I'll go next then cause to add a bit of, a bit of tension. tension. Yeah, because I will stick with Sweet Home. Uh, I do like the ideas of Friends game. I don't think it's bad, but uh, I think its execution did, needed work. Um, a lot of stuff just sort of happens. It doesn't really feel like there's any build-up to it. And like Phil says, they're constantly pulling out trap cards, uh, the, the gotcha moments, and it's like, okay. And whereas I feel like um, Sweet Home is actually building to something, uh, and even if that something is an anticlimax, I feel like the anticlimax would feel right. So that's why I'm going to go for Sweet Home. So, Phil, with the tiebreaker. Um, so I do know my choice here. Mm-hmm. But it's a bit weird because I I like both series enough. Like I generally enjoy Friends game more, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though it does do like the, as you say, the gotcha moments and whatnot. But my 
the big problem I have with it besides that is the fact that it is just sort of the same thing over and over. It's just like, ah, oh, we're playing a new game. And even though those games are different, it's just like, it's it's going on and on. I think Sean said it's at 17 volumes now. 17 yeah. volumes, although it is supposedly in its final arc. Supposedly, supposedly in its final arc, yeah. Uh, whereas Friends... Uh, Friends gave fucking hell. No, uh, Sweet Home. Mm-hmm. That's what, 120... Uh, 141. Yeah, I believe it's finished as well. Yes, it's it's 141 chapters done. Like I, I know we said it's slow, but it's got to 140 chapters. It's told its story. It's done, which is something I think a lot of stories need to do. Absolutely. But with all that said, I'm still going Friends game. And you know, I I just enjoyed it more. That's fair. Like I get that. Um, while I did enjoy Sweet Home more, it could have, it could have been either for me. Uh, I did, yeah. I, on the, on the no- sense, yeah. <laughs> no, I, this is not like Eminence of Shadow, Shadow, where I think less <laughs> of you. Like I get it, I do. Um, I, I will say, like writers really. One thing you said there, writers really do need to learn to let go in spite of fan demand. Not just writers, but like executives, producers, whatever. Whoever's in charge of making that decision. I think it's a case of editors need to be harder on the writers and or authors or whatever and just say, right, yeah, great, you've got this story, but we can't have it be 20 chapters. Cut that the fuck down. Yeah, like the hardest thing for amateur writers to do is to finish a project uh, because they don't want to let go. They don't think it's good enough. A whole host of reasons. Well, it's also bear in mind the whole way the manga industry works is you're trying to have a, like a long running hit. So yeah, yeah. When, once so you've got once you've got the audience that. hooked, ah, oh, you got you slow totally down, cruise. Well, it's like just just to go to friends game specifically here. Uh, obviously, I've said it's sort of just redoing the same thing. Like, oh, it's a game. It's a different game every time. Don't get me wrong. It's unique in that sense each time. But some of those games they drag on for so long it's unreal and it's just like i don't get me wrong some of them is really good like arguably one of my favorite ones they do is they have like a werewolf game set in a prison sure like a mafia or yeah like basically they're all locked in a prison and it's like oh yeah you're gonna pay off your debt by working in this prison it'll take you 20 years or whatever it is they say but, oh, by the way, you can get out quicker if you do this, that, the other. And it basically works out like there's keys hidden away and you can get out. And it's like, oh, so you have to try and work out who's got the keys because then if they escape, other people get burned. With... It, it's a whole thing. But that goes on for like two, three, four volumes, however long it is. Hmm. It's a really long time. And it could have been a lot less. But at the same time, that was actually probably one of my most favorite ones because... It was really well written, all the same. I just think that um, writers in general and whoever makes these decisions needs to know that a story and a story suffers when it goes on too long, and because when something goes on too long, it can't resolve um, adequately. It can't uh, resolve in a way that feels good. So my my go to for this is always Hayate. It sure. went on too yes. long, as we did already cover. Yes. I, I love the series, but goddamn, some of those air quote arcs. Just, yeah. No. 
And speaking of things that go on too long, that's <laughs> our next 1v1. It's the battle of a series that have titles that go on far too long. So, first of all, from episode 9, Kimi, Toboko, no Saigo, no Senju, Aruyu, Asakai, Gahajimaru, Saisen, uh, shortened to Kimi Zen, or Alas Crusader, or The Rise of a New World. Written by Kei Suzanne, art by Okuma. This is ongoing. Seven volumes of the manga, 11 volumes of a light novel, two volumes of side story light novels. Uh, you can pick this up from Yen Press. They've done six volumes of a light novel and three volumes of the manga. And you can watch the 12th episode anime that aired earlier this year on Funimation. Boy, this was... This was crap, Romeo and Juliet, wasn't it? It was It was Romeo and Juliet, yes. I didn't mind it. I was very much the only one who didn't mind it. I, I remember it was crap, Romeo and Juliet, a lot of yep. illogical, useless side dressing, and two characters that just couldn't stop appearing in the same place. Yeah, it's just like, oh, what a what a coincidence. And it's like, oh, all right, yeah, fine, once it's all right. Oh, no, what a coincidence. It's like, uh, oh, what a coincidence. It's like, guys, please, just... Like, way too stop. convenient. Yes. I agree with that. Like, you, you were complaining about this for, like, Eminence and Shadow, where it was like, oh, the, the hidden base is over there, and just points, and it's coincidentally correct. No, the, the difference is, Eminence and Shadow, like... This one, they are at least trying to write it off as like, oh, what a coincidence. Never looks in shadow, it's just, yeah, it's there. Cool. And it all took place in a city that was neutral because yeah, they said it was. you guys got really mad about the idea of, the crazy idea of there being a neutral nation. I have no problem with there being a neutral, neutral <laughs> nation. Sweden <laughs> was say. neutral. It, but Sweden uh, also had a visible army to back yeah, that, it up. Yeah, that was the big difference. <laughs> oh, this dear. is just a neutral city because we say it's neutral. Yes, that that's all we got. Is like no, no, it needs it needs to be able to enforce its neutrality. At no point was this established. Everybody oh, no. agreed to leave this most likely military strong point alone. <laughs> Disagree. Oh, sure. The two nations. Yeah, it's a massive strong point. And we'll just, you know, let the war go on for hundreds of years. All right. Like, I have a problem with that. Like, if they showed at any point how they enforced the neutrality. <laughs> but it wasn't relevant to the... We had this argument in the episode. We I did. argued that it wasn't relevant to the story. So you okay, not relevant to the story. Cool. Why is it there, then? Because <laughs> they need to go somewhere that's So neutral. it is relevant. <laughs> yeah, the, the nation existing is. You don't need to show the army. Oh, fucking, I, I think you do. You don't have to go into detail about it. You just have, like, a page. Just be like, nah, oh, here's the neutral... a page. There, there is their nah. army in which they enforce their neutrality. Nah. Not even a page. It's a fantasy world with magic and shit. Just say, like... Romeo and Juliet doesn't dedicate a page to his, the English mi uh, military. Yeah, I, or... they also actively hit each other with swords. Romeo and Juliet also doesn't take place in a neutral city. That's the whole point oh, of Romeo yeah. and Juliet. Yeah, and uh, if they just had a single panel, which is like, yeah. here is the magic seal, it stops people from hurting each other inside the city. <laughs> cool. Do that. Alright. It's bullshit, but it's less bullshit. <laughs> Ugh, I would have been fine if they just took a moment, but yeah, that just added to... Because like, I already disliked it. If I'm critiquing things in this one, it's the entire sidecast being various shades of irrelevant. Oh, slash absolutely. jiggling breast physics. Yeah, this is what I was about to say. Like, I already dislike the thing for plenty of reasons. <laughs> That's just like one thing which makes it move from irrelevant to nonsensical. 
This is for me. this is also the one, if I remember correctly, where they defeat the final villain at the end of the second volume. They do that, yeah. Supposedly, yeah. Yes. Like this this person who's been hiding underground for a hundred years or something. Yeah, to all intents and purposes for our knowledge, they come back, they do their super strong time space magic. The guy cuts through it like he's Toma on drugs. Sure. Uh, Phil will get that reference. And sure. then yeah, that's it. We win. The end. It's like uh yeah this villain that's the reason for the war in the first place and they've been hiding underground suspected dead for hundreds of years and they finally appear and the reason why they're the villain is they control the most powerful of every magic known to man and they can explode the landscape in a single thought and this no they just just lose they lose because they get tricked or something (laughs) he had he had the magic sorts of bullshit he had mag- it saws that could cut through magic, which is not inherently bullshit in a world like this. It's That's fine. It's I could buy that. Not, but it's because he had two, and the way they both worked, it's like it. It was a little bullshit. I had no problem with him doing that because, um, like, I mean, like Toma and Index is a very similar power. But then, yeah, it was the part where he's cutting through time space nukes, and I'm like, yeah, no, that it's not how that works. Also, Toma has the very clear drawback of. That is literally his power. He has to touch them specifically with his yes. right hand yeah. to negate the power. So he has to physically get to them, which is like one of the big things when he's fighting, air quote, the world's strongest in Accelerator, who can just fling him anywhere. Yeah. I, 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 I didn't mind the series, but I appreciate that it has flaws. It, it has major flaws. <laughs> like, it has major flaws in the logic. Then on top of uh, on top of all that, it's like these two characters getting together just seems so illogical based on the way the characters are written. Like you feel like they're together because the story says they are, not because they would actually have any chemistry or anything. I I legitimately think it's the 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 writer read Romeo and Juliet and it's like, oh man, I want to write Romeo and Juliet. And yes, I can totally believe that. And dress it up in his setting. I mean, he's not exactly the first mangaka to be like. No, I like. I don't mind the fact someone's doing their version of Romeo and Juliet. It's just, yeah. For for by by and large, I don't mind it when people interpret stuff in different medias or different formats. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. It's just it needs to have a reason to be interpreted. Yes, it's like this doesn't this doesn't cover that. And going up against it then. So another long title series. Uh, Ori Dake Hireru Kakushi Dungeon Kosori Kitate Sekai Saikyo. The Hidden Dungeon Only I Can Enter. Uh, written by Meguru Seto. Art by Tomoyuki Hino. Uh, it's ongoing. Six volumes of the manga and light novel. Seven seasons released. Two volumes of the manga and four volumes of a light novel. And there is also an anime of this on Crunchyroll. Twelve episodes. Damn, this one was pretty horny. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it, it, it was horny. <laughs> Is another one of those ones that got licensed pretty much right after we talked about it. Yes. Yeah, and uh, I actually have watched um, Whoa. reviews. No, I've watched the episode. Oh. I've watched the right. show. Right. Oh, I have right, watched too. reviews of the first few episodes. Right. Um, YouTuber I watch called Mother's Basement. Um, he does a review of every season of anime as it comes out. Yeah. And like he he does the thing that Sean used to try and do, which is watch the beginning of everything. Yeah, and what a what a sucker! I mean, he's a full time YouTuber, so he can. I do was going to say, like, <laughs> when when that is your job, you can get away with it a bit more. Yeah, absolutely. It's still, oh. but yeah, he talks about this, him. and he's generally 
very well thought out and very well balanced in his opinions. And I can recommend him if you uh, enjoy anime. And, or don't, I guess. Um, but yeah, he, he just want to be like, ah, yeah, shit, mount, I, want, it, buddy. I want my thoughts to be validated. So I'm going to, oh, it turns out. Uh, but yeah, it's, and he points out a lot of things that are wrong with this in so much as basically everything we said, which is um, the logic is flawed. The thing is relentlessly horny. It being animated doesn't really improve it. It just makes it so the images are moving now. Well, surely, at least if it's animated, the fighting's better? Apparently the fighting's not great either. Like, it's just oh. fine. Yeah. Like, it's... So, in terms of anime, which we're not really reviewing, in terms of anime, it's fine. In terms of what we read, it's got ideas. <laughs> Yeah, I'll it has a it lot of cool, interesting ideas, which it then proceeds to do fuck all with. <laughs> yeah, not only does it do like fuck all with these ideas, it sort of st- it doesn't even stick the landing on them half the time. So this guy has the power that gives him the ability to learn anything at the cost of a bit of a headache. So he learns how he can become the very best that no one ever was. And that involves him finding a dungeon. And we're talking like the fantasy style dungeon with like... I might say a hidden dungeon only he can enter. Yeah, yeah, because there's like some convoluted way to enter or something, I think. Yeah, right? something like that. Like he has to say a particular phrase or something. Yeah, something and it's like not a short phrase at that. And then he finds this... He finds this old, like ancient thousand-year-old... A woman in there who's chained to the wall and asleep, but she's actually like the strongest wizard that ever lived, or some shit. Yes, and but she's also scantily clad, and she's also clearly like twenty five or something, and she's got huge badonkadonks, bazongas, chubblers, yes, etc. And like, because everyone does in this in this fucking manga, and it's just yes, manga is horny. We've established so much unnecessary shit and. There's so many leaps in logic because she can still talk to him, but she says yes. telepathically. But she couldn't. She can't possibly escape. But she can give him infinite powers of the universe as long as he continues to be horny. <laughs> Essentially, is what it boils down to. She gave him the same abilities she had, which is the ability to create abilities and yeah. edit abilities and delete them as well. Remove them. Uh, yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah, like, he can essentially do whatever the fuck he wants, and all it costs is LP, which you get by being lewd. It doesn't have to be lewd. Yeah, you get by being lewd. (laughs) That's how he gets it, yeah. She doesn't establish it through living life. Yes. Yes. And everything in life... It's through sinning. It's through sinning. Yeah, you, you could have lots of very nice food and drink. But he doesn't. But he doesn't. You... Collect some fine art, but yeah. or you could like just go get a lap pillow from your sister or whatever. Yeah, I, yeah. I Make out with your friends every morning. Just um... <laughs> who she was totally okay with. Oh yeah, she's like everyone in this. Ev- hey, everyone. Uh, uh, that's for, for all the times we've been like yeah. consent, consent, consent. This is one yeah. where everyone's just yeah, fine. Oh, with consent it. is not an issue. Yeah, everyone is D T. F. <laughs> Everyone. It never happens, but they are down. 
Well, I, feel, I can't remember if I'm misremembering this, but I feel like it's he is like the oblivious guy. Yeah, like, like she, everyone's down. Any, any of those like, girls could literally be naked, throwing themselves at him, and he'd be like, "I don't think she likes me," you know. I don't know if he was that oblivious because he still made out with half of them and all that. Yeah, but he was he was very clear he was doing that for the LP. He very clearly only made out with to get LP. <laughs> yes. Oh no, sure. That's and yeah, I, I want to say, like, if he was, if it was clear that he just wasn't interested, but like he had to do this anyway, that would actually be somewhat interesting as an idea. But no, he's totally uh, into it. He's totally into it. Well, he has to be into it because that's how he gets the LP. Yeah, he's totally into it. He's just fucking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, oh, God damn it. And so um... that also made it really hard to even want to root for this character. Because I get that it's played for laughs, but. When something is put in front of your face that many times, you don't continue to be oblivious. And when pretty much every female character was introduced with the first panel being of their boobs. Yep, they're sh- big shaking titties. Uh, yeah, it's like, ugh. Alright. <laughs> and then there's also other really dumb shit in this. Like, this is the one with the harem... Harem contest, yes. Yeah, like, well, it's not a harem contest. It's like a... Harem a... records or whatever they're called. Like, harem yeah. roasting contest or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like where he just brings his harem in and everyone says how ugly they are or something. Except like, when they see the lead protagonist, his harem, they're like, oh my god, yeah, I want to fuck <laughs> all of them. Yes. And they actually call it a harem as well. Like, they do. Yep, yes. And it's like, oh. This thing's dumb. Like, that, that had some, like, serious... Wouldn't it be crazy if we just, like, yeah, a harem yeah. competition, like, wouldn't that be crazy if we were all part of yeah, your harem? It, it, it does have some lol JK unless energy. <laughs> like, it does. It's like, it's like <laughs> that'd be silly. Unless. <laughs> oh. being in your harem unless. Oh, it'd be crazy if you lifted your skirt for me. Unless. It's like, oh. Oh. It's like, it's like, like I, I, don't, I don't mind, like, horny media in general, as long as you as long as you follow through with it. Yeah, as long as you do something with it, I guess. It doesn't have to be doesn't have to end in actual literal porn. It can end in something else. Uh, yeah. But it's like, yeah, ugh. do something other than just being horny for the sake of it. And it's not. It's just horny. Like it doesn't whatever the story is, there isn't much of one to begin with, but whatever it was, you wouldn't remember it just because all you'd remember is weird fantasy anime with high levels of horn. That's all you remember from this. Sure. Sure. But uh, now you have to choose, Mike. Do you choose <laughs> Relentlessly Horny or Poor Man's Romeo and Juliet? Oh, Relentlessly Horny any day of the week. Because <laughs> at least you could say that it made sense within its own logic. <laughs> you know? <laughs> within its own weirdly warped logic. Like, okay, that kind of is self-contained i get yeah. it this one over here this weird romeo and juliet shit it's just like that's just pointless <laughs> so i get this one i don't like either of them but i get it <laughs> I, I assume we already know your answer sean i i don't know i think they're both okay uh i think i probably said in both episodes that i'll check out the anime and then haven't <laughs> but um i i think at the end of the day while I don't mind I'll ask Crusade and uh, I don't know. I didn't mind I'll ask Crusade and I like the a lot of the ideas of Hidden Dungeon even if it then. 
mostly refuses to do anything with them. <laughs> so I guess, because it would probably frustrate me less in the long run, I'll go with our last crusade. Oh, tension. I, 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 am I thought you were just outright going to pick us last crusade there. No, I appreciate both of them. And if, if Hidden Dungeon did more with its cavalcade of interesting ideas, other than just how can we use this to have him make out with people, <laughs> then probably I'd be more involved. Are you saying that. that idea is not interesting enough? <laughs> I, I'm saying if I want to be horny, I'll just go read Hentai. It's it does problem porn, getting yeah. <laughs> uh, girls to make out with him. At one point, the teacher sits on his face. That, no, that's a punishment. Oh, oh sorry. Right, Phil, yeah. I'm not an ass man. So, sorry. <laughs> well, there's plenty of titties in there for you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this does mean that, Phil, you are the decision maker once again. Ah, uh, they're both just not that good. <laughs> they're really not. <laughs> I think Hidden Dungeon, I think sort of similar to Mike's logic, Hidden Dungeon doesn't make me as mad. <laughs> it's a low bar on Trash Maga, friends. <laughs> Like it, it, it was just horny. It leaned into it. It mm -hmm. knew what it wanted to be. I can live with that. Whereas I had actual problems with Last Crusade, so I'm going Hidden Dungeon. Oh, that's that's absolutely fine. So Hidden yeah. Dungeon makes it through to the next round. God, you ever didn't want to choose an an option? <laughs> this is this was the first round where I thought, uh, we well, need a third. I choose death option. <laughs> Neither were good. <laughs> I mean, I know what it's up against in the next round, so, you know, <laughs> sure fun do. times. But, uh, I mean, I tell you what, it was interesting earlier on that discussion, Mike, you mentioned about, like, how it just, why not just go all the way and just fuck? Because yeah. uh, that transitions us into our next one. Uh, it's another battle of romance for this one. So we're starting off with episode 25, Umabe no Ononoko, A Girl on the Shore, written and drawn by Inio Asano. It's finished. It was only a two-volume series. You can pick it up, licensed by Vertical slash Kodansha. And no anime adaptation. Yeah, this was the this was a surprise episode for me because I picked it because at first I was like when I first read it I was like not not that fussed by it, and then reread it for the show and was like oh this is this is really good. Whoops. Yeah, this was a, a a tough read. Like it wasn't bad. It was just tough. Yeah. Um, it was very tough to get a handle on anything because it was a very complex set of ideas thrown in with a lot of like depressing imagery as well it was it was good but it was very real in a very unrealistic way it's like mm. i i definitely think that some people's lives are like this but i don't think it's a common experience but it's yeah. also pitched like it is a common experience yeah. there's definitely a lot of relatable content in this yeah. for kids in that age range and for adults like us yeah, like people who either were there or are still working through it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's it was rough, man. It was like yeah. just sit. I like I've never wanted to kill myself harder. Damn. Like, well, it is a very dour <laughs> series. Yeah, so dour. It's like it's every single chapter just explains the depths of depression of these characters, and that's not that's not a joke. That's not hyperbole. It's like it's it's absolutely going into the exact dark overly hormonal thoughts that these characters are having and in a very very jarring sort of way because it shows these characters essentially having sex with each other because they just want to feel something 
It's like, oh, want to feel alive. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, it's yeah, a cliche, they, but it's they're true. trying to they're trying to heal each other in their casual sex relationship, but neither's really equipped to. And be these what are the teenagers. Is. Yes, like, unabashed. Yes, teenagers. And you can't help but think that this is happening in that age range. And I get that teenagers are hormonal, and everything is the worst thing that's ever happened to them because they just don't have life experiences to compare to. And it's just, oh my god. <laughs> just like watching this level of suffering was hard. <laughs> because they felt very real as characters. Uh, with most, if not all, of the other things we read over the course of this year, it never felt the characters were real on this level. And watching someone go through that level of sadness while them being that real was a harsh experience. Yeah. It's definitely had the most realistic characters the most realistic art probably like i i said at the time and i stand by any osano as the best art of anyone we've covered well i would actually say on the art front uh one of the things i think does compare to this in art like this is good art but uh we did actually uh, read um we haven't talked about it yet but solo leveling yeah uh that has really good art at least in those first few chapters of it and that's not to say either one of them is worse it's just uh yeah it's they're, they're different styles yeah, different styles, and it's nice to see good art in these things, because so we haven't really talked about it a lot during these brackets, but some of the art is just atrocious. <laughs> like, really a lot of the time we've been pretty positive or such on the That's, art. I, There's been a few. A but... bunch of them I've not mentioned just for time, but like uh, I could go down a list of the ones which have horrendous art. <laughs> I was gonna say, I, of the stuff we've read, I feel like most stuff we said, we really like the art, and there's only been a for you, we've said yeah. the art's not that great. Or there's Loveless. with it. <laughs> Loveless. I mean, sure, yeah, Loveless was one of the bad ones. It's fucking tragic art. <laughs> yeah. It, Lo- Loveless was very of the era. Sure. Sure. But, uh, I mean, Hayate's art wasn't shit. So, uh... Yeah, but Hayate is very much Hatter's style. Sure. Is the thing, like, as, as we'll discuss when we get to uh, Fly Me to the Moon. It, it's the same art. Yeah, that's fair. But uh, get, getting back to this current contest, is there anything you wanted to say maybe about Girl and Shawfell? Or... Um, I think you were the least uh, yeah, I'm on it of more, the three of us. I'm a bit more muted on it than you two. Like, I, I don't think it's bad, to be clear. Yeah, I wouldn't even say I'm neutral. I think it was alright. It was a pretty decent story. And say it has the advantage of Sort of as mentioned earlier, it knew what it's done. It wanted to tell and got <laughs> it done. It it was yeah. two volumes done with a very abrupt ending. Yes, yeah. That that I think uh, I mentioned this at the time, and I think yeah. you agreed with me, Mike. The big problem I had with it was at the end we don't really know what happened to the guy. Yeah, I, I was I was um back and forth on this a little bit during the episode because it does have an abrupt ending and nothing is really resolved. But that's kind of just how that's life kind of, goes. Yeah, it's that's your stereotypical coming of age story in some ways. Yeah, it's it's like, like, oh, got all these problems, but then by the end, they've grown as a character. It's like, well, that's life. Yeah, that's just life goes on. Uh, things that you thought were important yesterday aren't important tomorrow. Yeah, and I, I agree. I think that's fine for a lot of what happened in Girl and Short. The problem is that it just doesn't show you any resolution whatsoever to what happened with the guy we don't as i said then we don't know is he off 
at school? Is he still with the girl on the shore? Is he in prison? We just don't know. Yeah. And there's no indication one way or another. And it's just left up in the air. And in some cases, that works with some things where you can let the reader decide, make up their own mind. But I would say this is one of those cases you can't get away with that. It does lean more towards um, it looking like they ran out or the writer ran out of time or money or something versus them actually wanting to end it like. Say, in some ways, like, I wouldn't have minded it if it was just like an offhand comment by books. You have that time skip, don't you? The yeah, there's chapter. a huge yes. time skip. Not in a series we've read for this, but I know in some series, in one series in particular, I can think of, they have a sort of similar thing where there's a big hoopla and things, and there's things going on with a character who just sort of like disappears, and then towards the end, you have a time skip, and there's like a reunion, and it's like, oh, what's going on with this person? And it's like, oh, well, you have a quick, here's what's happening with them and why they're not here kind of thing. Where are they now? Yeah, it's it's just a quick offhand thing. Like, Sadly, the actor didn't agree for this reunion. So uh... <laughs> Yeah, yeah it's, it's basically like, uh, you know, they're still being a recluse or whatever. They're still being them. That's why they're not here. So you at least get that. You know what's going on with them post-time skip. Which it would be nice if we at least had that with the guy for this, considering yeah. you get everyone else's pretty much. You get the girl, you get the childhood friend of hers. Resolution just in general would be nice, yeah. and there's not a ton of it. Yeah, but that, yeah. So yeah, otherwise it is very much like as, as you guys said, it's like very much the. Stereotypical is not quite the word I'm looking for. It's but definitely it is, not stereotypical. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> no I'm, let me finish. Like I was going to say, it is slice of life. It is the sliciest of life you can get. Yep. Because, yeah. the, as you said, this could happen to anyone, with the exception of, I feel like that dude is into too much shit. <laughs> he age. has. Yeah, I think he said in the episode. He has all of the kids. Don't kinks. get me wrong. I'm not saying... Um, I forget how old they are in this. Fifteen, something like yeah. that. Yeah, let's say fifteen for the sake of argument. Whatever age they are, because they were a perfectly appropriate age for everything. Are you saying, Phil, that a fifteen-year-old you didn't drink your own semen? I, I'm in fact saying exactly that. Are you saying that a fifteen-year-old you didn't have the desire to eat his girlfriend's shit? <laughs> I'm saying that, Mike. <laughs> uh, what I'm saying is, at that age, you're still learning about things you're still discovering what your fetishes are otherwise it, it, as I say, perfectly reasonable character's real I can understand all their motivations as crazy as they are sure, yeah and uh, from one set of realistic characters to another I know what you're going to say and no, it's not. But go on. <laughs> no, go on. What's, what's he going to say, Mike? Oh, he's going to talk about Fly Me to the Moon now. Just oh, no, elimination. No, I'm not. Oh, okay. Go on. I got bide, so that's oh, not in round one. Fuck. <laughs> I bide that one. So, uh, no, I'm talking about Kanojo Okari Shimasu, a.k.a. Rent-A-Girlfriend, our <laughs> debut episode, written and drawn oh. by Reggie Miyajima. Uh, this is ongoing with 20 volumes in Japan. There's also a spinoff called Rent-A-Really-Shy-Girlfriend, which has two volumes, and that is going to get released over at some point. But uh, for now, Kanancho have done five volumes of the main series, and you can watch the first season of the anime on Crunchyroll, 12 episodes, 
with a season two definitely coming out next year. Just don't. No, no, just, no. It's, I think, you know, given enough time just and patience don't. and thinking about this. No, hang, no, hang, hang on. I mean, I'm intrigued here because Phil, Phil's usually, yeah, it's all right. But no, even Phil. Don't get me wrong. Middle of the road. I, I maintain <laughs> middle of the road. Just it, it has the problem of, as I've said with a few series, like it shit. just doesn't know when to stop. <laughs> like it, it should have ended. It just keeps going. The, and this is actually something we talked about. I distinctly remember us talking about in the at the time we recorded the episode that Mike pointed out. Mm-hmm. It's it just does the same thing over and over. Nothing yep. gets, nothing really has any weight behind it. And as someone who is relatively up to date on it, despite his complaining here, it, it you've not missed anything. It it's still exactly where it was when we talked about it a year ago. It's it's always an interesting beat when my takeaway was, man, the most enjoyable character here is the sociopath. <laughs> yeah. I, yes. I, I think we all said Mammy was our favourite character. Yeah, this is the ex-girlfriend <laughs> the character ex-girlfriend, of our yeah. male lead. Yeah, um, the person who outright manipulates this main character because it makes her feel better about herself. Yeah. Is the most interesting and most reasoned character out of the lot of them. <laughs> yeah. Because, hey, at least she has character. <laughs> Thing is, I feel like the, pro- the problem is the main character. Oh, man, Incel McGee. Yes, Incel McGee. Like, I don't even mind um, Chizuru, the female lead. Sure. She's, she's all right. Like, it's very upfront. She is a rental girlfriend. It's, it's upfront. But they also do try to be like, oh, she's a nice person. Like, no, she's just as manipulative. I, I never really got the impression like, oh, she's a nice person. Like, they make it very clear, like, when she is not the rental girlfriend, she is a bit of an ass. And sure. I don't mean she has a nice ass, which the manga constantly feels the need to point out. <laughs> yep. Still, still to this day. Is this the one? Where, no, it's a different series I'm thinking of. But no, I think this is also, like I don't think this is the one I'm thinking of. But this is one of the ones where they're like, "Oh my god, she's the prettiest pretty ever!" And you're no, like, this, yeah, yes, every right. chapter, every chapter, they have people turn in the street to be like, yeah. "Oh my god, I bang her." Like, I, I, I'm pretty sure the last chapter of this I read that happened again. Oh Just like they're out in public, and some guys are like, "Oh damn, she's pretty." This was definitely. The perfect series to start off with, because boy did Mike have a fit. <laughs> Mike, no, no, I think I, I think I was quite well reasoned. You know? <laughs> you know, I after many years, I've had a long time to think about this, and you might just say it was only a year ago. It feels like many years, and <laughs> I mean, it, it was, was at the start year. of the pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> yep, yeah, we started this. Uh, well, bear in mind the episode came out in like late May, but we recorded those first few episodes like a month or two in advance. So. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, this thing, this podcast started in lockdown, and it's still in lockdown. It is the end's still in sight, Mike. The end's in sight. Ends in sight. Uh, but yeah, uh, I've had a lot of time <laughs> to think about this, and you know what? I'm thinking my my thoughts have have changed a little bit since. Uh, oh, is, is it worse? This. Oh, it's much worse. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on. like absolutely you, nothing about this is redeemable in my mind <laughs> even when it tries it tries to be to humanize these people by giving them good friends who care even then it's just it somehow ruins every moment and it just makes it about 
this character being the fucking worst human being ever because he just he's so manipulative in himself he's such an incel that he's just desperately trying to have convinced this person to be with him even though she clearly doesn't want that but he's also manipulating her through paying her to be with him it's like oh it's so gross and he's ugh. everyone is terrible in this everyone <laughs> There's like one nice character is like a friend character. And that's awful as well, because then even guys like cares about him so much that you think you don't deserve this man. <laughs> you don't no, deserve it. He doesn't. Like, that, oh. that friend's great. Yeah. Like he, he call, from what I remember, he calls out Mammy on her bullshit. Yeah. Yes. And then he calls out the main character like, dude, your, your girlfriend's like right there. Even yeah. Like... They're not, obviously, but he doesn't know that. And it's like, yeah, he's he's a good friend. He calls yeah. he calls his friends out on their shit. This this one hasn't built with me. The anger hasn't built with me like it did with Eminence in Shadow. It just makes me more disappointed that someone is gonna look at this and think it's normal. Like someone's gonna look at this <sighs> yeah. and think this is a perfectly reasonable way to behave. And I can't help but think this is just injecting that mentality back into the world, like and just continuing a cycle. That we as a society need to to learn to get past and move on from, just because it makes sense in your mind doesn't make it okay, and we need to we need to get away from that idea. From something, I'd absolutely love to be like, no, people are better than that, but I'm pretty sure this was the most popular anime of the season it had. Yeah, like say, it, it is an insanely popular series, and I don't yeah. get it. Like, even if oh, I, I get it, even if I had didn't have all these ideas, even if I was like, yeah, sure, this is perfectly fine and reasonable and makes perfect sense it's just not an entertaining story there i mean there isn't one for one thing it's because my main character is perfect self-insertion fodder for socially inept people i don't get it it's like this they can be like oh my god i could have my own girl that i rent and make her fall in love with me and like okay so Um, the self the self-insertion for nagatoro I get that because it oh, applies. He, yeah, it applies to a particular kind of submissive desire. I totally understand that. Who looks at this that tries to do plot and thinks that this plot is an entertaining story to be a part of? But Mike, I could have four girls fighting over me. As about to say, it's, it's less the exact plot itself and more like, oh man, I could have a girl and we could have this sort of situation that could make her fall in love with me and then we'd have the greatest life ever. And I could be renting this girl while two-timing on her with the other girl who's actually my girlfriend. And then... <laughs> I, oh, yeah. I, dude, uh... I don't get it. Like, I don't get it. And like, I would like also like to point out that this, while this probably wants to end in sex for this guy, it, it, there's no sex at all in this. Oh, no, it, it will end in sex. They're going to get married. Yeah, yeah, I know. There, there is saying... no ending other than that. I, I understand that, but it's like, it's not like he is renting, quote, renting a sex worker. He's not no. paying this person to have sex with him, which would make a way more sense. <laughs> like it would, like this whole story would make infinitely more sense if they were actually having sex. But like, he is just paying her to pretend to be his girlfriend. And it's yeah. just, it's kind of sad. You can't have 18 plus content in mass marketable manga, Mike. Like, the thing uh, is, that is an actual thing that happens, Mike. Yeah, I know, I know. 
I like I'm not trying to insult people. I just I don't I don't get it. I'd and say that's the big if thing I'm, is like if I'm wrong, feel free to educate me on this, but I don't get it. I, I, no, that's fine. I it's not really a thing that happens in our country. Mm-hmm. It doesn't it's not really a thing that happens in the UK. I'm not saying it never happens, but it's not it, I, I don't even know how I would even go about that if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. We we don't have a culture where there are love hotels. On yeah, we, we don't have that sort of <laughs> yeah culture where it is a thing that could be done. We are. No, how dare you talk about the sex. Sit in your corner. Go away. <laughs> yeah, we're Bad a bit boy. repressed as a society, aren't we? But not yeah. to the length that Japan is, so it gets around it. Yeah, even J- yeah Japan is weirdly both very repressed and very not. Well, it's because the more repressed you are, the more you have to backlash against it. Sure. And so we're not repressed enough to get that kind of backlash. It's a weird one. Yeah. Society, everyone. Yeah. Like, I I can 100% understand why this is so popular as it is. It just hits all the right check boxes for what people like. People like Harem series and this yeah, films things. Yeah. yeah. Ugh, does it in the it, worst It's got all way. your cliched girls so you can fight over who's best. It, it absolutely wars. Yeah. does it in the worst possible way. I Yeah, the, the, the main character is actually not that great in comparison to a lot of other Harami rom com things where yeah. Yeah. the main character is at least likable. That's the thing, you can self-insert on two levels. Either you can relate to him, God help you, or <laughs> you can be like, well, I'm better than him, so obviously they'd all fall in love with me. Yeah, like, <laughs> I pity the people who look at this and go, yeah, that's exactly how I'd react. It's like, oh no, honey, <laughs> don't. Do whatever the opposite of what he's doing, please. So, uh, I said, I'm, for some unknown reason, even to myself, I have to admit on this one. <laughs> this, this, this is very much hate reading at this point. <laughs> is it like Misfile, a thing we both read, and we were both like, it's shit, but we've committed now. <laughs> never, never again. Never again. <laughs> no, I, I had my... It ended a few years ago, but they went, ah, we're going to keep going with you, said Cameron. Yeah, and like, I remember never- you saying, you're like, oh, Phil, Misfile's getting like a sequel. I was like, what? No, no, I'm out. I'm done. We're done. I'm free. <laughs> Sounds like a future episode. God, no, that, that's a That would have comic. to be an April Fool's one if we did <laughs> yeah, it. Does, it does have a very anime style, actually. It, it what would does? fit. Misfile. Misfile. Oh, I guess. Maybe. With the art style that never improved in yes. 15 years. No, literally. It, it's weird. They, 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 I, can't, I don't know if the artist is a guy or a girl or Neither, but uh, they did like a thing of like you know, sometimes you have like, man, look at how the art through the ages yeah. has improved. And he did one, they decided they did one of those. And I was like, I mean, I guess if you mm-hmm. squint, <laughs> like, very slightly not as rough around the edges, but if you squint and you move it like a couple of meters away from your face, yeah. and then you look at someone else's artwork, it does look a lot better. <laughs> it's not like uh. Questionable content or penny arcade. Oh my god! Where you can look at the first issues and the latest issues, say uh, side by side, and it's night and day difference in art. Yeah, like you misfile. I remember it was one of those things you could just pick whichever issues you like. You you couldn't pinpoint where in time they fall because the art is just the same. It does not improve. Nice and. But, uh... Uh... Yeah, speaking yeah. of things that don't improve. Back, back to this battle. <laughs> sorry, yeah, sorry, uh, 
uh, yeah, Mutant Girlfriend, hate reading it. Relatively up to date. He's still flip-flopping about telling her how he feels. Ugh. And it... The thing is, like, it's happened before, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this this will finally be the time it happens, and the story will progress and end, and I, it's not going to. Got to keep them readers on the hook. Something will happen. He'll he'll bail out. It'll be another year of another girl. Probably. To be fair, I think they've hit the point they're not going to bother introducing more girls. Nah, it'll be like how I met your mother when now they finally introduce the mother. <laughs> and we all know how well that ended. Hey, I, I, I maintain how I met your mother didn't have a bad ending. I mean, maybe Red to Girlfriend won't have a bad ending. <laughs> you never know. Maybe it'll be satisfying. Rent Girlfriend has one ending. They get married. And maybe that'll be satisfying. <laughs> oh, okay. it, it will be, because it's what everyone's waiting for. Like, <laughs> honestly, I would respect it more if that wasn't the ending. Like, <laughs> and they it, never it saw each other again. Or he could end up with someone else, and I would respect it more. No, it'll be Oriimo style, where he just systematically rejects everyone who isn't the main girl. And destroys the entire fandom in the process. Or he isekais himself into a dating sim where he gets to have multiple options. And then at the end of that arc, he isekais himself back to real life. Except he's reincarnated as the rental girlfriend. Oh, baby. (laughs) And then after that arc, he isekais... That's the next five years. Isekais himself into a dog for no reason. And the dog is watching all of this happen from afar. <laughs> that's it, that's the end. Stop, stop <laughs> doing my ears, man. Okay, right. We've clearly run out of things to say. So, <laughs> uh, the battle then. Girl on the shore versus rent girlfriend. I vote girl on the shore. No shit. Duh. Yeah, me too. Let's just get this shit out of the way. <laughs> Phil! Well, I mean, I've read 130 chapters of rent girlfriend. Put your can't name say the same for girl on the shore. <laughs> That's true. You can't say. You physically can't say that. I, I, I physically could not bring myself to read more of girl on the shore. Yeah, like you couldn't yeah. do it if you wanted to. I, I you? couldn't. I just couldn't do it, Mike. Couldn't do it. I mean, you don't want to read more of girl on the shore. You do want to read more of Rent a Girlfriend. Apparently, yeah. That that's that's what I'm hearing. So uh, clearly, I also vote for girl on the shore. <laughs> <laughs> It's clearly the better option. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, was, that was never going to go any other way. Oh, no. Yeah. There were very few things Rent a Girlfriend was going to be. <laughs> oh, God. Like oh. you said, like you were, oh, Rent a Girlfriend's a middle show. I... Like, no, but I, I still think you would probably put it higher than more than a couple of things. I, I would I, say it's no. up there with the worst just because of the yes. main character. Don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm aware you both dislike it. We'll discuss that later. <laughs> yes, we will get to the Trash of the Titans later on down the line, but for now, on with round one. Uh, and speaking of series that uh, me and Mike dislike, but uh, Phil didn't, uh, Grand Blue, also Oof. known as Grand Blue Dreaming, uh, written by Kenji Inoue, uh, art by Kimitake Yoshioka. This is still ongoing with 16 volumes, 13 of which have been translated already by Kodansha. And there is a 12-episode anime you can watch on Amazon Prime. There was also a live-action film last year, apparently, which I wasn't aware of. Oh. Yes. Is that, uh, just, is, is that just porn? Is that just gay porn? 
<laughs> I mean, it would be better if it was. This is still shit. This is just so bad. This is the diving manga that needs yes. to constantly remind you it's this a diving This is a sports manga. It doesn't constantly remind oh, no, you. No, it yeah. needs to. It doesn't, but it needs to. This was, this was shit. It was not this good. This is still shit. I still hate this. Yeah, um, okay. I, I have softened, no pun intended, softened on this one a little uh, no, bit. No, go on. Explain the pun, Mike. <laughs> There's a lot of penis in this. Like a lot. It's all censored. There's a whole lot of burly naked men. And I mean a lot. And we mean naked, naked, like no yeah. pants. Yes, they are naked. No, no, they're not completely naked. They're wearing sensible. That's <laughs> <sorry>, my bad. <laughs> yeah, like they can't be fully naked, obviously. <laughs> yeah, like it's a lot of like nudity and forced nudity, which is the. Let's really abuse our koai repeatedly into getting drunk and getting naked and yeah. doing all these things he doesn't consent to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> it's it's not not ideal. And then occasionally you get a brief moment where it goes, wait, we're a diving manga. Yeah. And does diving. Actually talks about diving. Yeah, for a few pages you're like, ah, oh, this is nice. This is great. Yeah. Oh, now they're stripping each other naked underwater again. Okay, I'm done. They've never stripped each other naked underwater. There's literally a scene where they're training to be underwater for the first time and they're pulling each other's pants down. Yeah, and there's also um, a part where they say, yeah, it's totally best if you're naked in the water the first time you're in there. So he gets naked and then someone comes in like, why are you naked? Because like, they said so. Ha ha ha, we they're, made you get naked. naked. when they get into the water is the point. Uh, like, yeah, it's no. <laughs> like, okay, when I say my opinion on this is softened, I don't think it's any less terrible. <laughs> like, I think it is still really bad. I just don't have it in me to hate this thing anymore. It's like giving it extra energy that I could easily put towards hating, hating Eminem and Shadow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is, this manga knows exactly what it is. And it's a whole lot of forced situations, sometimes literally, sometimes figuratively, of uh, people, mostly men, in fact, entirely men, I think. Um, being For the naked most part, yes, and forcing each other to be in various states of nudity and getting drunk and abusing trust, but it is all played as a comedy, and there is a few legitimate chuckles in there, and I never feel like it's done mean spiritedly. Like I feel like this is very much meant to be a comedy, and haha, dicks are funny is the joke. That's the punch, yeah. and so my opinion on it has softened a bit because I don't think it's done with ill intention. It is, however, still what it is. I mean, I don't know. I, okay, I don't think it's done with ill intention per se, but if it, in that case, I'm now even more worried about the individual doing <laughs> yeah. it. If they're it's like, ideal, this is it? fine. Like, no, it's yeah. not. <laughs> it's not ideal. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not... It's also, again, it's not a fantastic story, because it um, tries to say a story about how a guy goes to college and he's all, only ever been in old boys' schools or something, so he's really excited to go to college and get laid, because of course. And he decides to join the diving club, or like he lives in his uncle's shop, which the diving club operates out of. And so he gets very well affiliated with the diving club, who are all these huge muscular men and a couple of token women who are just there for the sake Good of relatives. Them. Sure. That live with their dad, I'm assuming. His mm -hmm. uncle. And there's just a whole lot of awkward situations where for some reason 
people end up being naked. But like, it's not always by choice. And that's the joke. And if that joke is funny, then more power to you. If you can overlook the the, the terrible stuff in this, more power to you. Uh, because honestly, it I've seen worse. I've seen worse and I've seen less funny too. This thing did get some legitimate laughs out of me. But it's a manga which hides behind a premise to tell a lot of jokes which are not really okay. And that's what rubbed me up the wrong way with it at the time. I'm not as angry about it now because time has passed and ultimately it could have been a lot worse. But no, nah, this is still a no from me, dog. Phil, are we uh, throw to you here as the uh, grand yeah, fan uh, of the, uh, the, the single defender? Chime in. Oh, you want me to chime in? Okay, cool. Sure. I still hate it as much as I ever did. Okay. If it wasn't for a certain other series we've covered, which we haven't got to yet, this would be the worst thing we've read on this show for me. But we, but we read something that was even worse, so I guess it's redeemed it itself did. from that. Uh, sure, by, by association, by comparison. <laughs> it's not the absolute worst. It has like no. 10 pages which aren't garbage. The thing which really rubs me up the wrong way, and I'm thinking it's the same thing for you, Sean, is how casual and blasé it is about actual literal abusive behavior. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, it's, it's very much depicted as, haha, this is funny. And everyone thinks it's funny, except the people who are clearly saying, I'm not into this. And But it's still funny, even though they say that. And that's, that's like thing, the worrying we've read, message. We've, had, we've covered series where there are abusive tendencies, like Nagatoro, you could make that. A, yeah, but that's never, for. it's never listed as okay. Yeah, and Senpai is never, like, firstly, yeah, it's never as okay. And it's also Senpai is never hugely fighting you back about it. Whereas in this one, the protagonists are always like, no, stop, stop. Yeah. No. Stop getting him drunk and then abusing yeah, him. Pretty much. And we're, we're listening, we're talking about this. We're talking about this like it's a, like a really horrific, abusive thing. But it's not. It's actually drawn and pitched and written like a comedy. Like it's funny. Like it's yes. meant to be funny. This is a comedy and, manga. Yeah. yeah, and it's, it's meant to be and it's, it's sometimes sports is. manga. <laughs> no, it no. Tells, says it's a sports I, I, manga. I will fully agree. This is not yeah. a sports manga. Yeah. It, it does have some diving in it. It is not the focus. No. Yeah. And but when it does actually talk about diving, it's pretty good, actually. Yeah. 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 Like it talks about pages. Dive, right. Yeah. <laughs> it talks about diving from the point of view of someone who's clearly into diving, not just the activity, but like the whole everything surrounding it as well. Well, the, the whole, whole the idea of, of one of the plot points of like the guy who's like never really been underwater and like wants to explore a whole new world and see a whole new world that he's never really been in because i can't remember if it's that he has a phobia of being underwater or something like that but i know there's some reason why he's never he never learned to swim or something i think it was something there like you that, go. Yeah. that's it so that's a really interesting story and one that i can mildly relate to myself as someone who didn't learn to swim until he was like 15 but um yeah then it then it stops being about that and starts being about all the gross things yeah uh, it's just it's a if you can't hand wave the gross stuff, the, the casual grossness of this, then it becomes very difficult to read. But yeah. someone who can hand wave the gross stuff about Let's it is Phil. <laughs> Let's go to number one Grand Blue fan, mm. Phil. <laughs> that is his username, yes. <laughs> That's it. Legally changed. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing for me is it comes across more of 
like telling your stereotypical university sports club sort of lifestyle, where almost the expectation is you're going to be getting utterly wasted, putting it politely. And you say it's done for comedic effect in pretty much the entire thing. And there is that sort of issue as you guys bring up in like the first couple of chapters where he's like, no, no, I don't want to get rip-roaringly drunk. And then we flash to, it's happened anyway. But then there isn't an... I, I know, obviously, there's the fact that like just because he's stopped saying, please, no, I don't want to get drunk, that doesn't mean he has consented. But the way it is written and presented, it does heavily imply he's okay with it after those first few times. More so than just, like, begrudgingly so. Like, he seems to be embracing being a part of the club and all the drinking that goes along with it, as it were. The thing for me is, it is, it is really funny. It is one of the funniest series I think I've read off the top of my head, uh, without a full list to look at. So, I, yeah, I can forgive it that first little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's my thoughts. And I, I do understand what you're saying. Like I said, my my opinions have softened a bit. Um, just I can't overlook some of this, uh, and the actual plot itself, like what we actually get, it's not really a whole lot to it. Um, like what actually happens story-wise, he goes to university. He goes to university. He joins the club, and shenanigans in his shoe. Yeah, it's just like it's, it's slice of life. Yeah, uh, but like quote. slice of life. Like I was going to mention this earlier um, with girl on the shore. That is slice of life, but I would not say that nothing happens in it. Absolutely not. I would say slice of life, but something happens. In this, it's just it's slice of life, and they try to they try to do a comedy setup every every chapter, and it doesn't always work. And that's all it's really got going for it. And that's, I mean, if you take out all of the the stuff that we disagree with, it's just not very entertaining as a story and that's kind of the problem like it really leans heavily on the on the comedy and personally i don't think it's that funny uh, if you do then more power to you <laughs> genuinely like i don't begrudge you for enjoying it i think i said that at the time as well mm. in a yeah. probably more angry tone of voice i will say what one of the big things for me on this series as well is i actually really like the art like the art's good it's it's serviceable for what it well, is I've, I've, it's not a realistic art style like Girl on the Shore, mm, no, by any means. But I would say it is good for the art style it is trying to achieve, and is probably one of the better ones because it does have the detail where needed, and peop- yeah. uh, people are nice and unique. You can tell them apart. You could. There's no character blindness, sure, but I didn't have character blindness in most of these. I think the only times I really like the art were the couple of times where he does like these vista shots, like I think when he's underwater. No, not underwater, yep. when he's in the aquarium and you can see all the yeah, fish. He, yeah. Yeah. Like most shots, great. The rest of it, yeah, take or leave. Hmm. But uh, yeah, that's, that's Grand Blue, probably 
our most divisive series, at least certainly between me and Phil. Uh, Mike's softened, so he can just sit in the corner like the indecisive <sighs> git he is. I'll just sit in the sit in the corner and be angry at Emma and so shadow some more. Sure. Well, <laughs> let's see if you'll get angry at this one because Grand Blue will be going up against Okumo Chan flashback from episode nineteen. Uh, written and drawn by Ryichi Ushiba. This is finished with six volumes, but there has been no license uh, and no anime. So, so Mike, now you've had time to think about it, do are you still horny for Mama? Or <clears throat> okay, so <laughs> while you were describing this, I was like, which one is this? Which one is this? And he said that like, oh, this one. Oh, it's <laughs> get the get get the ass puns out for one more round, lads. Here we go. Fucking hell! How am I going to choose between these two? Oh, okay. <laughs> right, we, we've already talked about Hidden Dungeon, how it introduces you to characters by showing you the tits. Now we get this one where you get introduced by the ass. I was going to say, this one, they just back in. There they are. Literal frame one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which, uh, side fun fact from, right. from this right. one. Uh, not really connected, but this is such a stupid and like, ugh, anime opening that we did, a, as a group of us, we did a game jam a little while ago in order to test out the... <laughs> There was server. Oh there was source my control god! You did do this. Yeah. I, I put this first frame. I blew it up massively and put it on the test map, so everyone saw it. The first thing they, as they entered the the map for the first time, which it didn't make it into the final game, but it was just so we, as you're seeing it when you load up the program, it was just there because that's how we get introduced to this. I need other people to be bombarded with mother's ass as we got into this thing. Because this is a brutal opening in that regard alone. <laughs> this story is a boy who is having flashbacks from his dead father about the romantic beginnings of his father's life with his mother. It is the eventual logical conclusion to an Oedipus complex. <laughs> it is boy horny for mama and stares at her ass a lot like a lot there's so much ass in this and it's all and like every so often you just stop and think yeah that's his mother he's ogling it's just straight up mother none of this stepmother or adopted mother any like not related by blood nope straight up his i mean at least it's willing to go all in on it, Mike. I was gonna say, at least it's not <laughs> wussied out like so I mean, many series. Talking about leaning in. <laughs> oh. Yeah, uh, uh it's basically I just I just described the whole thing pretty much. Yeah. This I mean a lot of the grossness of this comes down to how much you feel like it's him being horny for mama and how much you mm. feel like it's his dead dad's feelings of being horny for mama. Like there is an Which interesting we different points on the line of I know. Yeah, there's an idea here, but like Imagine having an idea, and this is that idea. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, do you, would you want to read their other idea for a series, Mike, that they did for years? What was that? Phil will correct me, because I'm probably slightly wrong here, but this, sure. uh, these, their other series is the one where they uh, gob into each other's mouths a lot. <laughs> I wouldn't go... I wouldn't explain it that way. <laughs> it's not entirely inaccurate. <laughs> That's enough, frankly. I I want them both to die in a fire. It was uh, Mysterious Girlfriend X, where um, the main character has to taste the 
female girl who is his girlfriend's drool every day. Has to. Has to, otherwise Has to. he undergoes withdrawal. <laughs> not not even making that up. Uh, <laughs> I don't like anime anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole point was like every day after school, she licks her finger, sticks it in his mouth, chopped on. <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, sure. No, think about it. That's just like that's just another hidden dungeon, basically. <laughs> it essentially is. Yeah. 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 I I don't think there's a whole lot more to explain about um, Okumo Chan flashback. I liked the side characters. Shame they're all irrelevant. Yeah, there is no re- there's no relevant characters. The manga club characters. I was like, yeah, team whatever the fuck she's called, Minime or whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. Hope she wins. She won't. But hope she wins. I mean, I can tell you if you so wish. Well, because the logical conclusion, as Mike pointed out in the episode, if it follows normal rom com rules, is that he's gonna fuck his mother. <laughs> yeah, he's I, gonna. I, say, I will safely tell you he does not fuck the mother. Then why does this even <laughs> exist? <laughs> it's like, what's the point of this? The reveal is that his dad wasn't there. He was sending him messages. I don't fucking know. Like, okay, not how that does I this, want how it... could this resolve? Like, I'm trying. <laughs> Phil knows, but like, I don't really see how you resolve this. <laughs> like, not that I want it to happen, but what's the point if it doesn't? <laughs> Just like, I mean, what... I, I can say if you want. I mean, I, does anyone give a shit about Scarlet? Go, go for it. Like, if you if. If for whatever reason you you care about this, the ending of a Kumachan flashback, <laughs> and oh, you're still God, listening yeah. this deep. Jesus Christ! Go so, on, Phil. How does it uh, end? from what I remember, because this has been a while as well, because it has finished. Basically, you never find out why he's having these visions. Well, why would you? Why? Yeah, why would you? But basically, it helps him realize his feelings uh for minime effectively the the girl from the manga uh, it makes it makes him realize because obviously they're they're at that age where they are only just learning about love and things so he he sort of realizes oh with everything that's been going on he's been getting into all these situations with minime that are very similar to what's happened with him and his uh to his dad and his mom when they first started going out and he's realized he starts liking her and things and they actually start going out. Yeah. Cause that's how that's the ending, basically, well, that's how the story tries to make the whole flashback thing relevant because the idea is that he compares the things that his parents did when they were growing up to the things that are happening in his life now. Well, that's the trigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually, yeah. yeah. Usually, it's like, oh, this thing's happening to me, and then it's like, oh crap, it happened to my mom and dad as well. Yeah, yeah. So, like, oh, we're all the same. Time repeat. Pe- humans are human. Everyone f- this way. Everybody Everyone wants to fuck their mother. Their yeah. <laughs> you know, normal human things. But yeah, it, I, I get that's what they were trying to go for, but no, this is a story of a boy trying to fuck his mother. <laughs> yeah, it, it. The one problem with it was a lot of that was sort of very rushed at in like the last <laughs> few chapters yeah it, the rest of it is is just sort of as you say horny for mom so basically the plan was just to make it low as long as it could until the end and then they're like oh i've been cancelled time to 
It was actually him finding his love for Miname all along. Well, I mean, the thing is, obviously, maybe he was planning on drawing it out a bit longer, making it a bit of a more slow realisation. Whereas what we've got is just kind of like very much drop of a hat kind of thing. Because <laughs> when you put it like that, it sounds like somebody dared him to do it. Like, hey, day <laughs> wouldn't write this thing. And then like, oh, I guess it's done now. Oh, I can stop pretending. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> was this was this the series where the bloody the I blanked on the word. What's the word for when they do things at the extra at the end? Amaki. Okay, that's it. Was this the one where the Amaki was him basically going, I don't do a series anymore, this is great and then people going, When's your next series? And you're like, Oh no. No, that was uh Canadrum or Can Oh, okay. Right. I believe. I take your word on it. <laughs> I take your guys' word on most things on the show. Sky's green, yeah, that makes sense. Sure. Could be. Yeah, I don't... This story is... Honestly, we've said this a bunch of times over the year. We're going to say it a lot more. Why isn't this porn? This would... (laughs) You want this to be porn? It would make way more fucking sense. No, you want no. him to be fucking his mother. I didn't I, say I wanted it. I just said it would make more sense. I, I disagree. I think this is one series that I would be happy saying, please don't make this the porn. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't. But it, it make more don't sense. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure someone can go out and make the porn. I have no doubt that porn exists in a million different forms already. Sure. I don't think this has any particular reason to be, though, this particular series. It's it's not another one. It is not trying to be horny as such. Uh, all of the ass shots beg to differ, Phil. Uh, yeah, but it it's about the presentation of how the ass. Of it of all. The ass. Yes, sure. like bloomers or swimsuit. Which ass is better? And that's the thing. The art in this is not amazing until you get to the ass shots. Then it is perfectly detailed. You got to get them perfect. Deets on that ass crease. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know how detailed one can be when drawing an ass, Mike. Clearly very if you read this thing. I don't think it was. Well, we clearly took different things away from this manga, didn't we? What, what I took away from this is you were more interested in staring at the ass there, Mike. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't be? I yes, his mother's me. ass, but not my mother's ass. I mean, I'm not again. I'm not an ass man, so me. I... <laughs> well, that's a note to leave it on. <laughs> right? Yeah. There you go. So, I mean, well, no, because now the real fun begins, Mike. Because now we have to pick between this and Grand Blue. So I'll go to Phil first because I know what Phil's answer will be, unless he's about sure. to stun me. I... Oh, was that was that it? Uh, right. Uh, yeah, I'm picking Grand Blue. Yeah, yeah, that's not surprising. Shock, gasp. Sean, what are you going to? What are you picking? Uh, I'm picking Flashback because it's not Grambler. <laughs> also, Miname, who I like, Team Miname. Woo! Okay. So, Mike, Grambler <sighs> or Akuma Chan Flashback? Option C, find a tall building and jump. As I made clear uh, before <sighs> the podcast, you have to pick one. <laughs> yeah. We're not having any hung parliaments here. We're just. <laughs> <sighs> Think. I I am honestly surprised this is such a hard decision for you. I think I'm going to go with Grand Blue. I okay, I was not expecting that. Yeah, actually. me either, but I think that's what I'm going for here. Like talking about this brought back a lot of emotions on both of them and I just feel like at least Grand Blue had a point, you know? <laughs> like I don't 
I don't understand what the point was behind Flashback. Like, I don't get it. And yeah, Grand Blue was actually funny sometimes. Flashback never was, even though it was trying to be. Flashback was... You liked the spanner scene, where the lady knocked the lights out because she was too hyped up about seeing her ideal mangaka. Oh, right, yeah, Yeah. sure, sure. Which was also a reference to Mysterious Girlfriend Act. Yes. I remembered Grand Blue more clearly. <laughs> there, you, there you go then. Grand Blue makes it through to round two. Ugh, I'm not happy uh, about there it. There you uh, go, guys. You're not happy about it, Mike. You're right. Thanks, buddy. I, I, I'm like stunned. I actually, I honestly thought you were going to pick Flashback there. I really didn't like Flashback. <laughs> Apparently. Clearly. Well, let's move on then, because it's funny we should talk about things we really don't like. Hmm. That's what this is true is. So the next 1v1 from episode 14 Minamoto Kun, Monogatari, Minamoto Story. Written and drawn by Minori Inaba. It's finished at 16 volumes, but has not been licensed and has not had an anime. <sighs> <laughs> and the next one we're going against is. I was about to say, you just leave it at that. Like, I'm, it's going to be tough for the other one to. To lose <laughs> this, like you could put whatever you want against I this. I honestly don't think it matters what the next one is because <laughs> this much. one, like I, I use the word egregious quite liberally because I like the word, but this one is truly, truly egregious. It's it is oh. how to train a rapist. The series, I, yeah, like oh. it's not a. This isn't like a, a fucking blanking on the name of it now. Uh, Rent a girlfriend. It's not yes. like Rent a Girlfriend, where it's like the person is getting together in a situation and then they're trying to turn that into love or anything like that. Nope, this is straight up, uh, straight up rape. <laughs> it is. is training a rapist. Encouraging a rapist. It's, it's fucking horrible. This is a series where 34 no's and one yes does not mean yes. It's like the worst bit about it, and that is horrible, but even worse is... It's not a story of a rapist. It is a story of someone justifying rapey actions and saying, like, that's fine. That's well, it's even more than that. It's a story of someone coaching this guy to essentially, no, no, don't, don't. Even more than that. If they say stop, keep going, push harder. Even more than that, it's his aunt teaching him. Yeah. Yeah. To to molest his cousin constantly pressures him into sex as well so he's also being sexually assaulted as well like he is the assaulter and the assaulted as well like it's there's there's nothing redeemable about this thing Uh, uh, they're adults (laughs) (laughs) you're you're not wrong i mean yeah when you're right you're right but fucking hell i'm not happy about it (laughs) does that mean this is better than loveless oh god (laughs) Thankfully, we don't have to make that determination. I was going to say, luckily, they're on opposite sides of the draw and Loveless is already out. <laughs> so, which Mike voted for now I look at it. Again, Wait, Mike, Mike voted for Loveless. Oh, what did I vote I against? Loveless, I you voted against say. Nagatora. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, fair. <laughs> no, like not Nagatora. fair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, okay, I'll, I'll say this then. If this was against Nagatora, I'd vote for Nagatoro. No shit. <laughs> I don't know if there's anything we would vote. Like, we're gonna do it later on. But, yeah, I feel... Don't be surprised. If, yeah, Minamoto is probably the worst thing we've done. 
Like, realistically, that's a conversation for second place, not for first. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, this is... Like, I... I want to say, like, my instinct is to say it is not better just because they're all adults. Because I don't think they all are. Like, the main they character's are. teenagers? No, no, they're in They're university. all in university, so they're, okay. like, 19 or 20. The, the art style, I can understand why you might think yeah. that. Oh, thank you for reminding me. Fucking hell, this was the series where they're like, he's the prettiest boy imaginable. Yeah, he was. He yes. looks so girly. It's like, no, that's, yeah, that's yeah. generic no. anime pro tag 101. Yep. Yes, absolutely. He is the most generic anime protagonist. Of all of the of. things we've done, he is the most generic. Like, and I—that is not hyperbole. Like, no. think of a generic male anime protagonist. That's what this guy looks like. You're you're playing like a video game or something which has like an anime art style, and you go create a character, and then it loads up the default character to start yep. you off with, and that's him. Yep, absolutely. Like the. The black spl spiky hair and all, <laughs> like oh, it is so fucking generic. Like to the to a point of it being notable. Like yeah. we we talked about this at length because like oh, we man, talked about it at length because they make a whole plot point about he got bullied yeah. when he was younger because of how girly and pretty he was. It's like what the yeah. fuck are you talking it, about? It's like the artist wasn't talking to the writer at all. <laughs> the it's artist like, is the writer. I know that's the fucked up part. <laughs> Among many fucked up parts. Oh my god. It's hard. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, this is just shit. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh. So, so the winner of this match is <laughs> from episode seven, Maruko Chan. Oh, the token participant. Got you. Uh, it's ongoing with five volumes. Two of those have been uh, translated by Yen Press, and there will be an anime airing later this year. This. I, I just want to point out on that note, this is the pinnacle of we fucking called it, can I say? <laughs> yes. 30 minutes after we finished recording. Oh, right. 30 yeah, yeah. minutes. Yes. Yeah. It was announced to get licensed. Yep. yep. See, this is what I'm saying. We need to monetize this power we have. We need to, like, go up to struggling manga artists and be like, hey, hey, wanna get... <laughs> <laughs> wanna, wanna get licensed overseas where you're probably not gonna make that much money from it? <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah, now pay us. <laughs> oh, what a deal! <laughs> now, you see, I, I think of it the other way. We just, like, you take this to poor money... Well, not poor, rich weeaboos and be like, what series do you want licensed? Then we'll talk <laughs> <Sure>. about it. <laughs> or, more accurately, what series do you not want licensed? So oh, pay fuck us yeah. not talk about it. Oh, that's, that's some, like, straight-up selling furry art logic right there. <laughs> just go to the people who have more money than sense. <laughs> and then, yeah. like, We'll charge egregious, I love that word, amounts of money <laughs> or to just like make your dream a reality. <laughs> yeah. We should probably discuss Miracle Chan itself though at some point. Do we need, sure. oh, do we need to? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. So okay. if in case people didn't listen to that episode or don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Miracle Chan was the horror series where she essentially could see these weird monster. Japanese spirits. horror style monsters, yeah, spirits yeah. all around, and uh, was constantly trying to live her life while pretending to be like a facade. Facade, that's worse. A facade of normality while she's terrified out of her mind. Yes. Rinse, repeat, that's most of the chapters. Yeah, like this, yeah. This wasn't good. With the exception of like one chapter, yeah, this was garbage. Yeah, I I'm not gonna say it's better than Minamoto's story because that goes without no. so. But it wasn't terrible either 
Like it was, it wasn't good, but it wasn't like awful. The main problem with this is that it sets up this whole thing and then doesn't really do anything with it. Yeah, that was the main issue. They, they also do a lot of fan servicey shots as well, which is a oh annoying. god, yeah, they did, yeah, yeah, a lot of yeah. fan. Like the first couple of frames was like staring directly at main female lead's ass, and you can see the outline of her oh, underwear no, through her pajamas. pajamas are slipping down. Oh, yeah, no. like there was a bunch of that stuff, and it it didn't really serve a purpose. Like the characters didn't even like call attention to it, so it was just there. Purely because butt buns, <laughs> fucking butt buns, <laughs> butt buns, <laughs> <laughs> fucking butt oh, buns. <laughs> that, uh, if you want to hear the butt me. bun rant, listen to episode seven. <laughs> I won't repeat it. it it's no, just oh no, it's a tease for them to go check out. <laughs> oh, certainly a tease. Oh. Oh, yeah. The main issue with this one is, like I say, it, it never did, really does anything. <laughs> it sets up. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you laughing at? Me? So I, I just wanted to remind myself what butt buns looked like, so I just Googled it. And you know how Google has that little section which is like, people also ask this question. <laughs> sure. The top one is, what are buns on a woman? <laughs> <laughs> That's more entertaining than this manga. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, okay, the main problem I keep trying to say is... Uh, it sets up that there are these ghosts, these spirits around. It sets up a kind of world where they exist and they have unresolved business and stuff. It sets up that she can see them and she's this naturally very powerful psychic who can like see them and interact with them. But they're grotesque and she's afraid of them. It sets up an all, all of this stuff. And then she just spends every single chapter pretending they're not there. That's it. There's, there's no resolution or anything like that. She accidentally resolves something one time, and there's a bunch of clues as to how she could use this, but the joke seems to be that she doesn't want to. She just keeps ignoring people. Mm-hmm. It's it's an odd choice. The monster designs are pretty unique, very They're messily designed, but yeah, pretty unique, and it still doesn't do anything with them. Introduces a bunch of other characters doesn't really do anything with them. Like, it's not interested in seeing where threads go. It's just interested in throwing them all at the wall and seeing what sticks. And that's, that's the most disappointing part of this one. Like, it's just kind of dull. doesn't really do anything. Ugh. Like, not worth anyone's time, I don't think. Yeah, I pretty much agree, as I say. With the exception of, like, with the exception of, like, one chapter where it does a yeah. cool bit where, like, it's her father is essentially the dead spirit of the chapter, but they like they build it up for her where you yeah. think it's like she's reacting to this um, standard horrible looking abomination, but then the reveal is no, that father died like a year ago or so. So uh, it was yeah. actually her father that she was terrified of in that scene. Cause... No, there was another spirit as well. It's just her father also happened to be dead. But yeah, but the father being dead was the big reveal. Yeah, yeah, that that was the big reveal. And um, she basically got to come to terms with. His- death now it's like it's a very nice very well written very well drawn chapter in the sea of mediocrity i believe you called it an oasis in the beacon of shit or something like that yeah yeah. (laughs) oasis in a desert of shit something like that it's it's very it's actually like if the whole thing was like that it would be some of the best manga i've ever read honestly it's that good yeah i remember that it's coming back to me now that I was getting more and more and more annoyed at how shit it was. And then I hit that chapter and then had a moment where I was like, oh, 
okay, no, maybe there's maybe there is some cool, interesting ideas to be had in this series. Maybe there is some merit. And then we're back to the ship. Yeah, like it, it's got so many good ideas that it could use. It's like the writer has no idea how. Or like that one chapter is the story they actually wanted to tell, but someone kept telling him or her that they, they needed to add a bunch of other shit. Maybe. Yeah. And maybe. I don't know. There's a couple of funny jokes as well, but meh. Phil, anything you want to say about Muruka Chan? Uh, I think I was generally more positive on it, as per usual. <laughs> usual, yeah. I will say, again, being up to date on it, I feel it, it has addressed some of your concerns. Okay. I don't, I don't expect you would care enough to read, but I don't even know if it would be enough to make you change your mind necessarily. Like the current thing is, she is trying to. There was the whole thing with the shrine and the where shrine made any things, wasn't there? And the yeah, you get, you get three kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. There's like a shrine maiden ghost that actually helped her or something. Yeah, something like that. And at the moment, she's currently trying to confront the result of that. And you get the uh, the grandma. She's back in it. Right, yeah. This grandma who's also a psychic, who's supposedly a very powerful psychic, but she's actually nothing by comparison to the character who's not even... Well, I think, I think it was like a different... It's like the grandma was like really powerful, but she couldn't see quite as much or something. As, as... Whereas obviously Maruka was just like, she could see presumably everything. Mm-hmm. But wanted nothing to do with them, was the point. But yeah, so it, it seems to be trying to do something more at the moment. That's good, I guess, but ugh, too little too late, I think. I'd, fair. But uh, I'd, it's also a case of that, that could be the end. I think whenever this particular point is resolved, if that was the end, I think that would be reasonable. And it would at least be a nice short series that got what it wanted to tell done. Sure. Yeah, I, I don't know. I do. Yeah. Bleh. <laughs> I mean, the good news is that we'll get to talk about it a bit more because now we have to think about it. So, I, I don't know why I'm bothering to ask, but here we go. Uh, Minamoto, Maruko. Spoiler, I vote Maruko. Oh, I vote Maruko. I, I, even me being more positive generally, I, I actually didn't mind Maruko that much anyway. I, yeah, Maruko isn't the worst thing we've read, but uh, I feel like Minamoto-kun is, so that, yeah. I'm not voting for that. Very, so. very fair. So, <laughs> that moves us along to our final 1v1 of round one. Uh, and it's funny that we should talk about series covering spirits, because now it's time, well, firstly, for I feel probably the best match that the random generator came up with. Well, two series that are very alike in some ways. And also, this one ties neatly into the one we just covered. So, first of all, from episode 23, our April Fool special, Hentai, drawn by Umimaro, written by Kei Fujishiro. This is finished at two volumes, but hasn't been licensed or had an anime made of it. Uh, you know, for an April Fool series, this wasn't too bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah it, it, it was a thing. We picked uh, yeah. it by sheer merit of its name. <laughs> yeah. Y- yes. And yeah, because uh, if you haven't seen that episode, uh, it's 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 not porn. I mean, depending um, on your definition of porn, I guess it's gore porn. 
definitely gore porn. And there is definitely some suggestive shots of the... Oh, there's very there's a well-endowed cast, too. <laughs> I don't think anyone's below a D cup. Yeah, <laughs> you can tell it's written by an actual porn artist. So sure. Drawn, sure, by an actual porn artist. So. Yeah, uh, so the actual story of this one is... Effectively, there's a haunted apartment building, and if you step foot in there, then you're doomed to die within a month or so. And a character does this, decides to move in there to because they're a reporter, and they're like, I want to report on the paranormal thing. Well, that's their magazine. Yeah, it's a paranormal magazine, yeah. And uh, then it's them trying to solve the, the haunting and solve the puzzle of the haunting and trying to get out of it before she inevitably dies, because we find out very early on that, no, it's not just paranoia, it's, it's real. To the extent, I think one of our biggest complaints was this, this place apparently had like 200 people yeah. in five years or something. Like, basic math dictates that you yeah. couldn't, this could not fly under the radar. <laughs> like, somebody would have noticed, because like, yeah, there was like one per month for like 20 years or some shit. Like, nope, like a couple is a coincidence. That many, no, like conservative numbers here, no chance. So, but yeah, and then it gets very violent from there. And from what we read, at least, it just gets more and more violent as this ghostly little girl, because of course it's a little girl, just goes around horrifically pulling pieces off people and making them rot from the inside out and like have insects burst out. She's your standard. Body, I Japanese feel, I body feel like horrific is putting it lightly. Yeah, like it is. Yeah. It is intense. It, it is not shy with the gore. It is yeah. the most graphic of the series we covered for yeah. sure. And uh, yeah, it's honestly not that bad though. Like as no. far as a ghost story, a, a gore porn ghost story, it's actually not that. Bad. It was fairly standard. Like most characters were admittedly forgettable. Irrelevant. Yeah, relevant yeah. and forgettable, yeah. despite their attempts to build up otherwise. Yep. There's the usual frustrating bits of like, why are you doing that for? It's clearly <laughs> a ghost. Like, <laughs> God. Um, but yeah, I feel if it didn't have the egregious like 200 death thing, this would be a fairly <laughs> competently well-told yeah. horror story. That is, that is a point which is worth mentioning because it's so much of a head-scratcher that it takes you out of the moment. It, yeah, it was 200 and also just how egregious the deaths were like in the first chapter a guy gets flirt like rugby punted full on into the window yeah that the was apartment a... she's just moved into and it's like jesus christ <laughs> yeah like some of them because like the it has an issue with um another series that we'll talk about during this tournament uh where the artwork is sometimes so graphic that it's really hard to tell what's going on on occasion but in spite of that, it is actually very good artwork. Like, if you want gore porn, this, this is a good this one for you. Swap. This is the chef kiss of gore porn. Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is up there. Like, if you watched the Hostel movies and went, nah, too tame, <laughs> then, <laughs> then yeah, here you go. If you watched the latest Saw movies and went, nah, I want real. And yeah. Yeah, like, you go, like, nah, I, I like the violence, but it's too gimmicky. <laughs> then, yeah, here we go. Jesus. Yeah. <sighs> Hell, yeah, because this story does have characters in it which do make sense, but it also has a habit of, like you say, them going again, them going with the horror story logic of like, why are you doing that? You know, this is real. Like, why are you 
acting that way. Um, a couple of things happen just so conveniently. Like there's one part where everyone gets frozen in place except for the main character, and then they're getting out of it because another one of the characters just so happens to have some sort of Buddhist prayer ability from his nebulous previous life. And <laughs> it's like, okay. There's a bunch of stuff like that. Yeah. No, it's because I think it wasn't the point he went and did that mysterious Buddhist training because he is her manager and he also looked into this apartment at one point. I just oh, got the heebie jeebies and was like, fuck no, I need to go find a priest and <laughs> yeah, or something daft like that. It's you know, something like Maruko, that. that shit doesn't work. <laughs> it, it's, it's something stupid like that. Um, so it's a lot, of, and it's a lot of horror story tropes in like a Japanese way, but yeah. that's fine because that's what this is. It's not yeah. pretending to be anything else, not trying to be anything else. It is straight up. Japanese campfire ghost story. I mean, you say it's not potato for anything else. It's called hentai. <laughs> it is called hentai. I, I think I think we discussed it. We did oh, go yeah. on to the to what the etymology is that? The yeah, right the word? etymology yeah. of the yeah. word. Is, I can't it's remember exactly what it is. Yeah, or metamorphosis or something like that. Yeah, that's yes. kind of what it's trying to do, but it's also most likely just a word to like hook in people. <laughs> yeah. So, I, whatever. Like, naming conventions aside, this one's actually alright. I, I, if you've got a weak stomach, don't fucking read this thing, but it, otherwise, it's alright. I know we had big problems just with pacing of it. Sure, that's all over the place. Yeah, because it, it just felt like nothing really happened, but also a lot happened. <laughs> yeah, it happened in bursts between, like, long periods of just talking. Yeah, well, I think that's the thing. You just had a lot of talking, and then like one or two pages, like ah, and then a lot more talking. <laughs> I want you to voice ghosts in everything from now on. <laughs> oh. oh shit, it's here! <laughs> it's the oh, Phil Ghost. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like the pacing is an issue, but it's it's not enough to ruin it. If that's the kind of thing story you're looking for, anyway, no, well, I, think. I think I think the big thing we said as well in the episode was it two volumes yeah yeah self-contained story I, I will maintain if something has if a story is done two volumes i i'm not going to complain about the pacing that much Fair. you've got two volumes i don't care if your pacing's all over the fucking place it's <laughs> done it's done yeah and speaking of series that are done and there are about 10 different segues i could have made because they <laughs> are it's so similar in so many ways Hentai is going up against from episode 13, Pooper. This is the exact one I was referring yep. to. Written and drawn by Sayakamogi. This is also finished at five volumes, not licensed. There is a 12 episode short anime. It's unstreamable. Don't watch it. Shit. <laughs> uh, that opinion hasn't changed. What an intro. <laughs> uh, don't watch it. It's shit. Do read it. It's all right. I like it. I do know. Okay. So, a little bit of backstory if you haven't uh, heard the episode. This was the first one I was asked to suggest for the show. And I was like, oh, man, what? I don't, I'm not as like deep into manga culture and stuff as you guys. So I want to find something like, just like, you know, it's, it's, it's well renowned enough and it's going to be like, it's going to be an entertaining read for the show and what have you. So I went on a bit of a search and I came across Pooper, which is renowned to be one of the worst anime adaptations ever made and i was like 
all right, let's read what this is about. And then I read the description. I'm like, oh, we're, we're, we're doing this. Because I had not read it before the episode. And now that I have read it, uh, <laughs> it definitely made an episode. The anime is so bad. Why would you Why would you pick this up and then be like, right, well, now we're going to censor everything. It's like, yeah. you knew what you were licensing. This doesn't hide it. Yeah, same when, like, uh, you said, like, the, the Netflix cut of... Um, and probably in other places as well, of Tokyo Ghoul is so censored. Like, yeah, I, I was going to say, is it like Tokyo Ghoul where there's like that one scene where apart from like a pixel in one corner, <laughs> it's just a black screen. <laughs> it's like real bad as well. So yeah, like why would you license something that is violent and then censor it? It's like you know what you're doing. Just laws for airing stuff on TV more than uh, anything. Cannibalism is... <laughs> that's uh, a big a no no. Yeah. Which is fair because that's what this thing is full of. Yes, this is a series about cannibalism. Yep. It is uh it, yeah, it's not it's quite not about wrong, but I would also say cannibalism isn't the focus here. It focuses around a brother and sister couple who uh they're not like a couple, couple but they very much well a couple. <laughs> sure. They're an item, yes. They 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 want a bang. They both get infected with this virus which is going to make them transform into horrific monsters uh the sister does this no, on no, mike we're talking about pooper not sweet home <laughs> and they well the sister actually does transform into this murderous eating machine monster and but the brother seemingly doesn't because this virus does kill most of the people it infects but instead he had a weird mutation of it where i was able to pull him back so instead of, so instead of being killed by the virus, he uh, gets his head bit off. <laughs> instead of being killed by the virus, he gets his head bit off, but then he grows it back because he, he has insane regenerative powers and can't die. He has Wolverine esque in regenerative <laughs> powers, and he literally cannot die. And it then transpires a bu- bunch of jiggery pokery, but then it transpires that if the sister eats humans specifically human flesh then she will not transform into this monster she'll turn back into a human well that's what the virus makes you your virus yeah the, the whole point is the virus makes you want to eat human flesh to the extent you transform into a monster so by yeah feeding on her brother she can yes. resist the urge and and because he regenerates fully he'll be all right yep and she won't be hurting anyone in the process Yep, except for him because he feels all of it. Oh no, he's going off on it. He does. Like I think at first it's like no, and it's like no, well, because then there's like <laughs> the, there was that whole chapter where he sees a fly being eaten or something like that. Yeah, he's, he's like, like oh, oh man, me. I wish that was me. Fucking hot. Yeah. Oh, I want my sister to eat me hard. <laughs> it's like it's gross, like hentai. Is. Like really, is the same level, but it's also not. It adds like a layer of like weird incesty vibe on top of it. Yeah, because it, it is a horror series. It is horror, yeah. And it yeah. is it it does have the gore. It's lots of gore. Lots and it gore. has more stuff going on than hentai with the whole mystery of like where did the virus originate? As yeah. you meet Butterfly Boy himself. Yeah, this is yeah. intended to be a much longer series than hentai. So it adds well, it, a lot it's of five volumes that came yeah. compared to two. Yeah. Yeah, like it adds a bunch of side stuff. Uh, most of which makes no sense. Like, there's no point adding side stuff if the side stuff you add is pointless or nonsensical. 
it's like you seem to it feels like there's this this virus has been released by this shady scientific organization and they seemingly are doing this completely above the law in and it's like what <laughs> how has no one noticed this <laughs> like this is just happening it's because they have like air quote cleanup crews yeah yeah so when there is an outbreak they just basically kill anyone who saw it uh, it's it's it it requires a lot of hand waving to actually make any sense <sighs> i guess if you can look past like if you can suspend your disbelief uh, I, I didn't think it needed that much hand waving. I was relatively fine with that. There was also a bunch of stuff in it, I remember, which was funny, but it wasn't meant to be funny. There's a scene at one point where, of course, because the, uh, the brother can't die, no matter how mutilated he gets. He gets, yep. like, kidnapped, and he gets um, strapped to, like, an autopsy table, and there's yes. a psycho who's, like, cutting him open over and over and over. And... He's like this part where he's like his chest cavity splayed open. He's still awake somehow. Chest cavity splayed open, organs missing, and the, he goes, he goes, "What are you gonna do? Kill me?" And the guy pulls out a chainsaw. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> I think that was something you said in the episode, as opposed to something that happens in the manga. No, that totally happens. I remember this. It's like it's, it's not those words. Something to that effect. It's not those words, but he's like giving out to this guy. He's like cutting him open. It really does feel like Zoidberg on the autopsy table in that one episode of Futurama. He's like, "Oh, liver, take them. I've got eight. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like that, and I can't stop laughing whenever I think about it because it's so stupid. Yeah, <laughs> it. It's not. I a think comedy. that was the big problem with Pooper. It was trying to be super serious and. It was trying to be super serious with a very ridiculous premise. And on top of that, it was gross. It was violent. It was incesty. It was, there was a whole lot of problems with Pooper. I just want to point something out here. We talked about Akuma-chan flashback earlier. Yep. And we were saying, yeah, it's a little incesty. No, Pooper's got this beat hands down. It, it, <laughs> uh, no, no. Absolutely I wouldn't say not. so. Like, I could fully believe in Pooper they're going to bang. <laughs> I fully believe in Akumo-chan flashback they're gonna back. Yeah, Akumo-chan is way more up nah, that way. No, Pooper's I think that, you know what, I'll give you this, equally incesty. <laughs> I mean, I suppose you could argue, in Akumo-chan, they never actually do it, whereas in Pooper, they are literally constantly, the sister is constantly eating the brother's flesh. Yeah, that's not doing it, Mike. Unless you have, unless there's something you really need to I don't know, certain people people like to eat other parts of people during sex. Hey, we, we learned that from the girl on the shore. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> is your shit a part of you? It is until it leaves you. And he ate it straight out of well, the ass. <laughs> never see him eating it. <laughs> you do, okay, sure. You never see him eating it. You see it coming out. You see his <laughs> mouth there. You see his mouth. You see him talking about it. Yeah. Oh. No, you see, you see it coming out. Oh, yeah, that happens. <laughs> and poop is still more gross. <laughs> like it is. It, it is actual cannibalism, yes. Yeah. Actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf, yes. Well, that's why I was happy that these two got pitted against each other. I thought it was the most <laughs> fitting battle. Hentai versus sure. Pooper. I mean, one, you could argue, is actually hentai. <laughs> Yeah, and it's not hentai. <laughs> and it's not hentai. 
Oh dear. I think we I think we all agreed that like even in the episode we were discussing hentai that like hentai would be a better title for Poopla because Poopla yeah, is more like metamorphosis. Yeah. 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 Especially when you consider the metamorphosis thing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so here we go. Now you have to pick one of these lovely gross nightmares to uh, go through into the next round. I'll go first. Uh I kind of like the stories that Poopla was trying to tell. Not that hentai's was bad per se. But uh, I got more invested in the mysteries of Poopa and like the where did it come from? What's the purpose of the virus? How is there a person who is the virus who's made up of the red butterflies? What the fuck? So yeah, I I was more into Poopa, so my vote goes to Poopa. Alright, Phil, you're up. Because I am not decided yet. Oh fuck me, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I choose death. Can't, I made sure you can't pick that option. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, let, let me just give myself a heart attack real quick. <laughs> All right, Don't mind me, I'm just down. stabbing myself. Hentai or Poopa? Uh, mm, I, I think I'm going to go hentai. It, this, is, this is a tough one. Classic, it's like, <laughs> classic hentai. Uh, like, this is actually a tough one because they're both good in their own ways and they're also deeply flawed in their own ways it's like yeah you could say that um pooper has a bunch of extra stuff to like flesh it out a bit more no pun intended but they also don't exactly stick the landing on that stuff it just comes off as kind of silly in a deadly serious story Mm. so it's like that's a good and a bad thing i think in terms of like actual enjoyment what's gonna come down to it for me so i think i'm gonna go with hentai on this one i, I think the thing for me is hen- hentai is just two volumes yeah like it's short i don't sweet. know what that second volume is but it's two volumes it's done yeah pooper's five volumes is done it, it is but it's also five volumes compared to two it's five volumes and three extra volumes is just like extra pack you know like stuff and like it doesn't wow. always well it doesn't always stick the landing on it on the stuff it does give you so as a result, I mean, it does. <laughs> yeah, for the most part, it does. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> like it is what it is. It's not trying to be so anything else. Say, to be fair, poop is the same, but poop is also trying to be a little more serious. Mm. Whereas I don't feel like hentai's trying to be serious. I would disagree, but I see what you're saying. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's trying to play it for comedy or anything. It's but... definitely not. The problem with Pooper's seriousness is that it's trying to be deadly serious, but at the same time, it's also very silly. Yeah. Whereas hentai, I feel like, oh no, it's a horror story. Yeah, it's a campfire story. Yeah, just the way it's presented, the art style and stuff, it just, it's hard to take it too seriously, even though that gore is so horrific. Yeah, sure. Well, either way, as I say, it doesn't matter what I think because head ties going through and Poopa is out. And that marks the end of round one and Ooh. marks the end of part one of uh, our trash anniversary because fuck me, we've gone on for a while. Yeah, yeah that's like three hours. A long time. Who knows how long it will be in the edit? We'll find hmm. out. Maybe 10 minutes. But, um,. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so uh, in in wrapping up, girlfriend, girlfriend knocked out the gamer. Uh, Lagatoro knocked out Loveless. Hayate knocked out Mobu Seka. Uh, Demon King's daughter knocked out Eminence in Shadow. Friends Game knocked out Sweet Home. Uh, Hidden Dungeon knocked out Our Last Crusade. 
Girl on the Shore knocked out Rented Girlfriend. Grand Blue knocked out Akuma-chan flashback. Uh, Maruko-chan knocked out Minamoto. And Hentai has knocked out Pooper. But it's still a lot more to come because obviously in round two, our six carry forward, you may have gone, man, they didn't mention a few serves there. Yeah, so we bide them into the second round. So who will win? Find out next time when the 16 go to eight and then four and then two and then one. And of course, we discuss which one is the most trash. Is it Minamoto or is yes. it something else? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on all of our usual socials. It's at Bezekra, at Fanaxian, at Slazer King, and of course at Trash Manga Cast. And subscribe, follow, like, all the rest on the podcasting service of your choice, be it Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, or TuneIn. So we'll see you back for part two next week. That's right, we're uploading in our off week for once because of how insanely long this special Trashtacular tournament art ran. So look forward to that. And in the meantime, take care, everybody. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.